Uh, siya lang naman kasi ang immune from suits eh. Pero from Duque to everybody hanggang sa barangay, pwede natin demanda. Ang kagandahan nito, instead ng declaratory relief, hindi ito kailangan ng filing fee. So gusto ko masampal sila ng ma- so, million-million kaso. No? So patay natin sila sa stress talaga. Sa dami, daanin natin sa dami ang kaso. So yun yung intention nun. Uh, halimbawa, Uh, tulad sa office, kung may mga private office, pinipilit kang magpabakuna, tapos ay ako papasukin. Uh, p- pwede kang mag... Akutin mo sila about labor, pero pwede mo na rin sila demanda diretso for coercion. Kung halimbawa, uh, nasa superior na position sila sa office, no? so they can intimidate your work, ganyan. No? Same time, wala naman kasing doon na nag... Ano eh, na nagre-restrict sa akin. Kung baga protocols lang naman yung sabi ng lockdown. So, we will test, no? Sa tao. Kung, so, pag hinara sila, tapos natanong ba't mo hinahara? Because ganyan na, eh, ang katwiran kasi natin, gusto nating mabuhay. Kaya tayo gusto lumabas, magtatrabaho tayo. Ngayon, kung tatanggalin nila tayo ng access sa livelihood natin, we can resist. So you have to identify kung sino yung humara sa iyo. Eh sino yung humara talaga ano? Hindi demanda. Madali lang ang proseso nito. Fill out the form tapos i-file mo sa prosecutor's office. Either sa city prosecutor kung nasa city ka or provincial or municipal prosecutor's office. Ganun lang siya. So lahat ang good is lahat ng ano, demanda to disable no, to disable the pawns ng gobyerno na to. Kasi Eh, akala nila, batas ng utos ni Duterte. So, it's not the way, no? Ngayon, with the doctors, uh, unahin ko lang kasi itong grave coercion. At saka may hinihintay lang ako. Uh, sasample ako ng doktor na de-demand ako. Para, man, para mat, di ba naglabas ako ng VAC card, VAC card. Yan yung para, para matapos lang yung argument sa mga pro and anti. Eh. Kasi yung mga pro masyado maangas eh. Sabihin nila... Uh, hindi ka naman doktor, sino ka para mag-ano, eh, nagbabato sila ng expert na hindi naman talaga expert eh. Kasi, lagi ngayon sa mga circle ko, uh, hindi pa dumarating yung vaccine, alam ko na, na tataas yung number pa once magkaroon ng vaccination. Bakit? Kasi sa experience with uh, animal industry, kung meron kang poultry, may kapitbahay kang may poultry, nag-vaccinate siya ng mga manok niya, ikaw hindi ka nag-vaccinate, asahan mo yung sa'yo mamatay. Kasi, mm, tama, 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 tama yan. During the time na nagde-develop pa ng immunity yon, kung sakali makaka-develop sila, carrier lang sila. So, sila ang magbabato ng disease sa poultry mo. Ganon din sa tao. It's no different. Kasi para, ang logic kasi ng vaccine is to administer to, to introduce to your body a sample of the virus. Tapos inaasahan niya lang na magde-develop ng immunity yung body mo. It takes time para magkaroon ng develop ng immunity ang katawan mo. So, in that sense, during the time na nagde-develop pa lang, carrier pa lang ang kategory niyan. Hindi pa nga sure siya kung makadevelop yan eh. Pero kung di yan makadevelop, yun na carrier super spreader. Pero in the meantime na nagde-develop, carrier pa rin yan. So, delikado sila. No? Ngayon, Anong sasampula natin? Ano? Lahat ng binaccinate, pinapirma nila ng waiver. Kaso ang waiver na yon nakasulat, binigyan ng informed consent. Tapos, walang liability ang government and manufacturer. Kaya ang titirahin natin, 
is yung doctors. Kasi sila ang may oath na kailangan mm-hmm. inform talaga, no? However remote yung yung risk. Ibig sabihin nun, kahit maliit yung chance na pwede ka mamatay, kailangan nabanggit nila dun sa tao. Importante yun sa decision-making ng pasyente. Kasi for example, Carlo, ano, bibigyan kita ng tubig. Pinost ko to eh. Nakita mo naman to, no? Ito yung lagi kong example. Binig- binigyan kita ng water. Nauuhaw ka normally, inumin mo. Pero bibigyan ulit kita ng water. Sasabihin ko sa'yo, Carlo, hindi tayo sure, no? Kasi, pero may 1% chance na malalason ka sa tubig na to. Kahit nauuhaw ka, iinumin mo ba o hindi? 1% lang naman, Carlo, eh. 99%. Yeah, correct, correct. So, very important yung yung sa decision making, yung fact na pwede ka palang mamatay, ba't ko naman magpapaturok? Kaya tayo gumawa ng VAC card. Trap ko yung VAC card. Paano ko nasabing trap? Hindi kailangan mamatay yung pumirma. Kailangan lang hindi niya sinabi ng doktor na pwede ka mamatay. Pag hindi niya sinabi yun, liable lang agad siya. Hmm. Kasi kailangan niya, yun yung duty niya eh. Kailangan mo sabihin kasi part yun ng decision making ng pasyente. Once hindi niya sinabi yun, liable siya for damages. Ngayon, may mga before back card na nilis natin, meron na mga naturokan, may mga nagkasakit, pwede na silang magdemanda kahit nag, nag, nag-sign sila ng waiver. Kasi ineffectual yung waiver na yun. No? Paano natin sabi ineffectual? Uh, sa contract kasi, kailangan may consideration, may tinanggap ka para mag, mag-give up ka ng isang right. Binayaran ka ba para mag-visio ka ng waiver? Tumanggap ka ba ng anything? Hindi pwedeng vaccine kasi yung, yung vaccine mismo, yun yung, yun yung experiment to you eh. So dapat may consideration yung contract na yun, yung waiver. Waiver is a contract. So kung walang consideration yan, wala yung value. Plus, kung merong, merong hindi dinisclose na information dyan, wala rin value yung waiver na yun. You get it? So kahit ngayon na may mga ano, ang kailangan lang, lumabas itong mga na-vaccinate, aminin nila na naging cause ng nararamdaman nila ngayon is itong vaccine. And contest the waiver. Tapos, demanda nila yung doktor. Unahin nila yung doktor. Mahirap kalabanin yung gobyerno, pero pipilayan mo. Once pilayan mo, ano pang kilos yan kung ayaw na magturo ka ng doktor? So, doon natin yun na nadadalihan. Yeah, Exacto, no? Oo. Kasi, syempre, we have to be strategic about it. Uh, nung una ko nirisk ko si deklara- declaratory relief, pero, may filing pipa yan eh. Although minimal, meron pa rin. So, sa hirap ng buhay ngayon, mabigat pa rin, no? Pero, we file criminal complaints. Sa criminal complaints, kasi walang filing fee. So, kahit isang milyong beses ka mag-file, kung kaya mo physically no-file it, mafa-file mo yan ng walang gastos. Get it? Tama-tama. Mm, Tama-tama na. Mm-hmm. So, yun. Yun na, so dito natin makikita rin yung unity natin as a nation kung maifafile yeah. natin ng todo yan. Na. So yun. At oh. saka ako, binibigyan ko ng access yung everybody kasi once, kaya ako, actually very private person naman ako, hindi talaga ako involved in politics, ganyan-ganyan. Kaya lang, um, kailangan ma- maging armed ang tao with the knowledge, no? enough knowledge para malaman niya, ipaglaban niya yung sarili niya. Kasi kaya takot, walang alam. So ngayon, binigay ko na yung information, dapat matanggal na yung takot natin against this government para lumabas naman yung tapang naman natin. Uh, actually, 
uh, lahat ng mga provision sa constitution it was designed no para para matulungan yung tao para mag-succeed sa buhay uh, yung mga economic provisions na yan it was created with the intention na kapag tinulungan natin yung tao na kontrolado yung kuryente utilities uunlad siya kasi minimal ang expenses niya so definitely malinaw talaga na malaki ang pagkukulang at kabubuhan ng mga tao sa gobyerno. No exceptions. As in, no exceptions. Bakit? Sila na nandiyan eh. Susundan lang nila kung ano kailangan ipatupad sa constitution nila ginagawa. Ngayon, hindi ako nakikipaglaban tungkol dyan kasi uh, nas nagiging immediate sa akin yung mga namamatay ngayon. Pero ako, in agreement po ako sa inyo dyan na kailangan talaga uh, bawiin. Hindi lang dahil sa panahon ng pandemya pero dapat kasi yan, magiging, pwede yan maging tool para ang tao magkaroon ng malasakit sa isa't isa. Paano? Sa design ko ng ano, uh, sa program na gusto kong mangyari, kung sakaling ako lang, ano, uh, ito yung plan ko. Ang lahat ng utilities dapat bilhin uli ng gobyerno. And lahat ng shareholding, i-distribute no, sa may, may malaking percentage nun distributed sa lahat ng Filipino citizen. One share per Filipino citizen cannot be sold, cannot be disposed. It will die kung namatay na yung tao. Anong kahalagahan nito? Kailangan magkaroon tayo ng simpatya dito sa mga utilities na to at maprotektahan natin ang sarili natin against abuses. Anong sino man magpapatakbo ng utilities? So may mga bagay na pagdidesisyon, parang ordinary company. Recording mga... in progress. Kasama rin natin si Tony Aaron Sahil, no? Si Aaron Sugilon, Attorney uh, Aaron. Hello, first time Hello po. Uh, I'm uh, welcoming you to our uh, little charade here. We have um, what appropriate assigned ourselves as a congressman of the 1899 Congress. Uh, nandito uh, lang naman po ako para maging audience lang. Uh, uh, the, uh, yeah. I, I just want to know kung ano yung the group is all about kasi hindi rin ako aware kung ano yun yeah. tungkol sa group. So, audience lang naman po ako. Kaya hindi rin ako nag-video. Yeah. I can start my video. So, Ben, you cannot start your video? I can. I'll try, I'll try to start your video for yourself. I'm just saying, ask to start video now. Can you start your video now? Because I ask you to do start your video. Okay, but uh, what happened if I have to start the video is say, Failed to start the video, Kapira. Uh, oh, so the, the, the problem might be, the, might be the settings. Wrong. It's the settings. Siguro okay. nag-upgrade yung, yung Windows 10 mo, tapos binago yung setting na the offing video. Oh, so I don't know. I, ah, never mind. I, I did, I did uh, start a video. And uh, I think uh, Congressman Rama is also with us. Good morning, Professor. Yes, How are good you morning. Yes. Morning, Professor. I want to welcome Miss Verinia Alagon. It's the first time that you're with us, Miss Verinia. Yes, I uh, am asking her to start the video. Anyway, uh, today, uh, today, our um, we have been meeting since June 19, no? We have had several meetings already, and uh, welcome. Uh, uh, Joffrey started this video too. Uh, welcome, Joffrey. Uh, 
from Australia. Now, we today we expect to have someone with us who was just from the MNLF. Uh, he's called uh, Commander, uh, I don't know his last name. I, I had it in my notice. Doma. Commander Doma. Commander Duma, and uh, with him is uh, also um, uh, Bobby Brillante. They'll come in at nine o'clock because they, Bobby Brillante is the guy who fought, uh, who's the rival or the, uh, the enemy of uh, Jojo Binay in Makati politics. And so uh, he's the head right now of the Philippine National Coalition for Revolutionary Government and Charter Change. So he will talk about uh, what they want to do. And also we have uh, with us later, according to Ben Lorke, uh, uh, Mr. <coughs> Sharif Albani, but uh, he's not around. He didn't confirm, right, Ben? Yeah, he did not. I, I'm calling him this morning, but he's not answering. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> anyway, there's, there's a lot of things that uh, we can talk about. Uh, because of the fact that there are many developments here. And uh, maybe we could start with... Uh... Well, uh, dumadami, yung, ano, dumadami yung kandidato for president. And uh, I, uh, I am uh, afraid that uh, there might be a, there might be a uh, minority president. If uh, we'll have around five or six candidates, no. If uh, the, they will not, uh, some some candidates would get together to to limit the candidates, maybe three. Ang mga yari kasi nyan, kung kung minority president, less than twenty six percent of uh, of FBR, and then if only sixty percent can really go out and vote, no. Because of this pandemic, uh, the margin might be below 500,000 for the winner. And mga 500,000 lang. Kasi kung maraming kandidato eh. And then 60% lang yung boboto. Baka magkagulo. Dahil lahat ng talo will protest eh. Yun lang ang nakikita kong problema. And uh, and uh, dumadami yung ano eh, dumadami ang interesado habang uh, they feel that uh, yung bashing against uh, President Duterte nag-i-increase sa nag-i-increase ano, nag-i-increase sa, sa sa ano, sa social media. And then uh, yun ang ano, yun ang maybe lumalakas ang loob nila, iniisip nila. Dahil yung latest survey ng publiko, eh, parang bumaba si Presidente, pero it's still over 50%, nasa 60% plus pa rin. No? So, yun ang danger. Habang ang Pilipino, habang bumaba yung nakaupo, tumata pa, dumadabi. So, I don't know if that's good. No? If we'll have around six, seven candidates, eh, palagay ko baka makahobran pa rin yung administrasyon. Yun lang ang isi-share ko. Any question? I think uh, Jeffrey Valser is raising his hand. Go ahead. You have to unmute. Uh, Kintan, uh, Willis. Hi, how are you? Good morning, how are you? 
Yeah, I wanted to share my analysis and get your comments. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Or I'm I'm in agreement with you that the political scene is in, is fragmented, but I can see that there's a general decline in trust and the and confidence and popularity and trust of all the political figures. Hindi lang si hindi lang si Duterte, but everyone. Okay. So my okay. analysis. My analysis is this. Uh, it's because there is no political force willing mm -hmm. to power powerful enough to to challenge Duque because mm -hmm. Duque maintains the general uh, uh, who pharmaceutical industry perspective that uh, everyone has to be vaccinated to achieve herd immunity and mathematically I cannot see how that can happen in many ways one is the pharmaceutical industry is an oligopoly so it always makes most money by withholding supply the second is it's just yesterday the cdc confirmed that the vaccinated are carriers and must wear masks so it is very possible that a lot of the incidents in australia where they say oh those who got this hospitalized were unvaccinated they might have been they might have been infected by the vaccinated who went to the those events so the mathematical problem there is how can you achieve herd immunity if you will vaccinate people who will infect the unvaccinated and if you and so it, it doesn't make sense so it's about time that people start challenging the narrative because it's absolutely illogical. And my position is really those who do not want the vaccine go to clinical trials of preventives and therapy. But the problem there is the government is not opening clinical trials for the alternatives. It's just they're just saying vaccine, no other way. And that is the big problem of uh, political popularity. And I see this around the world. So in Australia, the politicians are, you know, their popularity and acceptance has sunk to an all-time low. Everywhere except in Madagascar, where the president, Andrew Rajolina, has uh, continued to support traditional, their traditional remedies. So that's my, that's my uh, input, and I wanted your comment on that. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is Aaron still with us? Uh, Aaron, Attorney Aaron. Uh, yes, yes, speaking, I'm here. I'm here. Yes, uh, Attorney Aaron, can you share with us what you did in one of your in one of our meetings where you said uh, you compared the vaccination to the experience of vaccinating chickens? Can you talk about yes. that again? Uh, expected na rin talaga na before the vaccination, the vaccines came to the Philippines. It's expected na tataas talaga yung incidents ng positive kasi sa animal industry uh, you know i grew up with my father kasi isa poultry man ano uh, sa bungero rin siya tapos yan if you have a poultry and meron ding poultry ang neighbor mo pag hindi kayo nagsabay ng vaccine nagpa-vaccinate yung mga manok ng neighbor mo asahan mo ang mamamatay yung manok mo na hindi nagpa-vaccine because in the meantime that the supposedly the vaccine uh, <clears throat> binigayan para mag-develop ng immunity yung yung creature no yung manok 
uh, it takes time bago siya magkaroon ng mag-develop ng immunity. In the meantime na hindi pa siya nag-develop ng immunity, carrier talaga siya. That's why it's very dangerous for the ones na hindi vaccinated, no? In terms of chicken. So I was expecting the same thing and it really happened, no? Uh, so ganun siya. So now how do we how do we destroy the narrative? Kasi una sa lahat, uh, ako I'm attacking this in a legal perspective. Papano? I want to disable all the pawns of Duterte and Duque. Paano? Uh, tomorrow kasi i-release na namin yung form for grave coercion and we will file cases, criminal cases against all na lalabag sa constitutional right natin. Kasi it's proven, it's ineffective. No? So, pag yung sa lockdown, kasi hindi tayo palabasin ng bahay natin and you, want, you need to go out to work and to live. So, just identify the name and just write a little narrative kung paano kayo pinigilan and then file it in the prosecutor's office. It's free. Kasi criminal cases. So, I want to bombard them with criminal cases. No? So, ganun din sa vaccination. Yung whoever coerces you, whether in the private sector or in the government sector, file cases no, against them. The same well, time. This is, uh, this is what uh, Geoffrey Balser was referring because of this preemption. Everybody uh, has uh, lowered their trust on all public uh, officials. So, hindi lang si Duterte, hindi lang si uh, uh, kung sino-sino pa dyan ang nagbabaan, kundi lahat sila. Uh, yes. do, do you have anything to add to that, uh, Giancarlo? You have raised your hand so you can talk. Yes, yeah. Yes. Very okay. May I ask Sir to update us on what happened on what happened last night to sa CBC each meeting? Ano yon? Whom, whom are you asking? Sir Ah, uh, well, um, what was explained? What was being explained last night by uh, three doctors? is uh, quite similar to what uh, attorney Aaron had uh, mentioned but uh, the clearer is tama yan ang sabi niya pag nag-immune ka ng pag nag-vaccinate ka ng iyong mga alagang manok at ang sa kabilang bahay ay hindi mamamatay ang mga manok sa kabila kaya nung sona eh nabalita na ngayon na 81 policemen is uh, positive dun sa bayan. Pero fully vaccinated sila. So, I do agree that uh, people who are been vaccinated are career of such uh, bayan. Uh, uh, excuse me, meron, di ba meron sila sinasabi na yung mga ibang uh, version ng vaccine, hindi naman totoong vaccine, parang RMNA upan lang. Placebo. Like Placebo. Uh -oh. So, yun, mga yun, hindi yun nagkikari ng, uh, ng parang baka-infect sa ibang tao. Totoo ba yun? Is that my understanding correct? Oh, what, what, what was being explained last night by, uh, nakalimutan ko ang doktor na yun, na... Doktor Quijano. No, no, the other one. Uh, Fernandez yata. So what he explained is uh, the, the, the content of uh, the vaccine are dangerous to human health. So regardless okay. of how many percent was at, 
But if it is dangerous, as kaya sabi ni Attorney Alon, uh, itong tubig nito pinainom sa'yo, will you drink the water if you think? It was been explained that there is 1% of danger in that particular water and you might be dying. So, so kaya kagabi naisip ko, what is the, what is the use of constitution? I, I, I posted the concept of the constitution. What is the use of constitution if even the preamble of the constitution has been violated? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this thing, uh, let's welcome Engineer Perdigon, who just joined us. He's from uh, Ligaspi, I think, and they have their own problems there with this COVID. We're talking about this uh, infection of the uh, one that are non-vaccinated. Uh, is that all happening in Ligaspi, Engineer Perdigon? Uh, yes, good morning. Um, in Legaspi, the latest uh, statistics include uh, 10 new cases in Santo Domingo. That's the town directly north of uh, Legaspi. But in Legaspi, uh, there are just one or two um, cited cases. There is not much uh, worry about the Delta virus, uh, I mean, Delta variant yet. However, there is uh, strict uh, enforcement of uh, protocols. So, that's all the Okay. Uh, this thing that uh, Mr. Rabian Lorke is, has mentioned about the Constitution, uh, we have uh, dealt with this in relation to this uh, uh, response of the government to the coronavirus. And uh, we have said that this. Uh, response is not in the constitution because uh, according to whatever emergencies the government has to declare it has to be because a time duration of uh, six months before the government can continue to uh, we call this uh, extended uh, attorney sugilon are they in violation of such a thing uh, with the way they're handling this medical martial law uh Malinaw, may violation talaga. Uh, kasi they use methods that uh, trample upon our constitutional rights. Now, ang kaya nila nagagawa ito kasi syempre in the exercise of police power. Uh, in in our group kasi, uh, we've been exposed kung paano nila minanipulate yung data. The problem is kung mali yung data na pinanggagalingan, Mali kagad yung premise na ginagawa. So, ibig sabihin ko, uh, yung the number of deaths, uh, the number of casualties with COVID, hindi totoo. Paano namin napatunayan? Kasi na-incentivize yung mga hospitals to to declare COVID deaths kasi mas malaki yung nakiklaim nila sa PhilHealth. Uh, yun yung, yung naging classic example ko is the one from Iloilo. No? The one from Iloilo, ah, uh, his mother uh, was brought to the hospital dead on arrival. Tapos pinilit na i-cremate, napigilan namin. I didn't have to go to to Iloilo, no? It was just by phone call at saka through letter lang. Pinilit nila i-declare. So sabi ko, before nyo yung i-cremate, mag-issue muna kayo ng death certificate. At the same time, mag magbigay kayo sa amin ng swab sample so we can so we can uh, have it tested by an independent laboratory. So, ang tagal ng proseso, it took days, no? Uh, pati hanggang mayor, nag-threaten na sa amin, pero umatras yung mayor nung alam na may lawyer. Anong naging resulta ng death certificate? 
ang naging resulta ng death certificate, uh, death by food obstruction, nabulunan. Tapos, pero dinagdagan nila no, na may COVID daw, severe pneumonia. Pero ang catch doon, walang job order to identify severe pneumonia. Because severe pneumonia, uh, meron siya talagang method so, to identify it. CT scan o kaya uh, x-ray or uh, sputum sample. So walang ganon. So in short, uh, these hospitals are incentivized by PhilHealth and DOH. Hindi na pinipigilan. So pag yung mga gantong incidents, tapos di ba may mga namamatay, sabi, i-declare mo na lang as COVID kasi libre ang living and may 20,000 ka. Pero behind that, kumikita ang hospitals from 200,000 to 1.5 million, depending on which hospitals. So we're working on fabricated data para matakot ang tao. So clouded ang judgment. So nagkakaroon ng, mm. nagkakaroon ng urgency na dapat magpabakuna, magpabakuna kasi tumataas ang tumataas ang death. But it's not true. Kasi from 2019 to 2020, bumaba pa ang death, ang mortality rate ng Philippines. Tapos 2021, nawawala na yung mga namamatay sa cancer, nawawala na yung namamatay sa heart attack, nawawala na rin namamatay sa ordinary pneumonia. Can you imagine with the uh, fabricated data, no? fabrication of data? Yun yung nagiging premise kung bakit nila na-enforce itong mga lockdowns, itong mga uh, mask, face shield, vaccination. Yun yung premise eh. Kasi gumamit sila ng fabricated data. So kaya kami, we're attacking on these data rin. Kaya I'm threatening the doctors. Magsasample talaga ako. Magpapakulong ako ng doktor. Kasi nasa, nasa obligation nila to tell the truth to the patient. And pag, pag sino pa magtuturok kung ayaw nang gumalaw ng mga doktor, teka, madidemanda kami. So ganun ko sila din, dinadali eh. Ganun ko sila dadalihin. At the same time, magpa-file din ako ng criminal cases against yung mga barangay captain, yung mga, nag, yung mga humahara. No? yung mga nag enforce nito and let it na court ang mag-decide hindi yung parang pinangunahan natin yung sarili natin file tayo ng file libre naman yan eh. and we don't need to hire a lawyer kasi criminal case obligation yan ng fiscal no? to, 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 to represent the Filipino people kasi ang immune lang is the president not the vice president not the OH secretary not the barangay captain not the police everyone is like I know is subject to suits no to criminal liability yes, yes, yes. so di demanda natin lahat bahala na silang panagutin ng presidente sila ang titirahin natin yes i think that's a good uh, idea para ma sila mabulunan sila ng mga kaso yes. at the same time uh, to gather this data i think you're gathering data it could be shared you know our shadow congress our 1899 congress even if there are just a few of us, this whole uh, session that we're having every Saturday is uh, a live stream live. Uh, it's live streamed to a lot of uh, shadow government groups and uh, that we have in the Facebook as well. And we also have a YouTube channel um, that is uh, called 1899 Congress. Uh, the person helping us with this is uh, uh, our friend uh, Mel, do good. Mel, have you live streamed everything also, including the Shadow Congress itself and the with the live stream that we have done? Mel, you have the yes, floor. Sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. Okay, so, so we are now being live streamed also in the 1899 <coughs> Congress. Yes, sir. The, the, yes, okay, thank you. Now, 
I think um, uh, Tony Aron, uh, because uh, I think uh, Geoffrey Balse was asking uh, where we could find those uh, 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 data. I, I think you could make this available and post it in the shadow DOH, shadow underscore DOH. We have that and you can join that as well as uh, I think there are several members there, but also to spread this to the local community level, we have shadow underscore DILG, Department of Interior and Local Government, and Joe Willian is there. I think some officers of the DILG is there, like uh, Jim Singh, Yusuf Jim Singh, and also um, this other guy, uh, Martin Dino, and even, I think, a staff of uh, Edgar Anyo. Uh, we could put, uh, there are 2,900 uh, members there in that uh, shadow DILG. Uh, you can put that data there as well. And uh, I think you have Gising Maharlika, right? And so uh, some people can request from Gising Maharlika exactly uh, all this data that they want. Geoffrey uh, Balsa, you raised your hand uh, earlier about the data. Can you explain how you want to use it? You are muted. Uh, okay, sorry. I'm, I, I, I need the data, but I'm also doing my monitoring here in Australia. And what I've seen is confirms what Attorney Aaron said. Uh, on June 26, when they started the lockdown here, there was no letting up of the of the infections. And in, it really it really increased. I graphed it vis-a-vis the, the, the vaccination. And it's kind of vicious cycle because if you vaccinate, you wouldn't really have a hype in those in the cases. And it can be too late to vaccinate them. They'll still be not be vaccinated the infected already. So my other proposal really is also to and this is hasn't been done by any government I know. Make open clinical trials of alternative therapies and preventives. Because when I look at all the studies. It's either this, either the study like in hydroxychloroquine, the, the studies that they, they conducted on it were using dosages and frequencies that no doctor would prescribe. So how can they make that the basis of a policy? And those that, the, otherwise, if the other kind of studies register insufficient evidence, which does not mean it doesn't work. What it simply means is do more research get more samples and they are not doing that it's good we're so, coming together we are from australia you're doing your work as well as uh, the work of attorney sugilon here in actual cases and uh, now that we have new entrants like miss lynn azor i want to give everybody a chance to greet the group uh, because she's new in our group as well uh, we are the 1899 congress we welcome you to the congress we're reviving the spirit of our forefathers fighting for constitutional change and we believe that 1899 Congress, together with our shadow effort and shadow government uh, uh, establishment, would help us. Uh, Lina Zori, you have the floor. I think you're muted right now. You have to unmute. Yes. Okay, there you are, Ms. Azor. Good morning, Professor. Uh, and dito po ako sa ngayon sa Bike Packaging City. May nag-invite lang po sa akin ngayon. 
sa isang uh, na isang member sa group chat ko kaya nag-join ko agad ako para maka uh, makakuha naman po ako ng idea kung ano pinag-uusapan natin dyan po. Yeah. Uh, you're very welcome. You can just uh, listen for a while and whenever you want to say something just raise your hand or just uh, flash your uh, video and then we can do that as well. Uh, Mike Alunan just came in. We have new new, new people so like Faye. Uh, we can uh, can you greet the group and uh, say something that you want to say, Miss Faye? You're new, so I'll I'll let you go ahead, and uh, Mike Alunan follows. Miss Faye, you are new to the group, and uh, I would ask you to unmute if you want, and so address us as well. Uh, I don't know, Faye. I just assumed you have a feminine name, so I addressed you as Miss Faye. Sorry if I am wrong. Hello, good morning from Iloilo po. Gising Maharlika group invite me. Okay. Marami na nagigising sa mga Maharlika. Talagang malakas ang grupo nila, Attorney Aaron. Now, Attorney Aaron, I think, has to comment because he's the one that's being, uh, his uh, topic is being addressed here. Attorney Aaron, you have the floor. Oh, yes. No. Uh, ako, I agree with Sir Geoffrey uh, about the clinical trials for alternative uh, cures for COVID. At the same time, I think uh, kailangan maipush na ialis sa hospitals yung yung mga COVID cases para hindi na si sindikato ng mga hospitals kasi pinagkakitaan nila eh. Pag hindi, wala naman silang ginagawa doon. I mean, uh, with the exercise of the police power, we can, they can the, the government can host it in hotels. no? In hotels, in hostels, ganyan. Uh, and they have the power to put whatever, yung mga ventilators, oxygen. It's easy kasi one, one and a half years lang naman one and a half years na, ganun pa rin tayo eh. So, what, what is two months or three months to set it up? Uh, fully set up na yun. Bakit? So that we will be working on real data. Kasi I've attended two sessions with CDCPH and uh, I've also was able to have a Zoom meeting with Dr. Iggy. As it turns out, COVID is not as deadly as media media wants us to believe it. No? So, paano natin makakorek yung data is to isolate yung mga COVID cases na hindi dapat i-treat sa hospitals. Kasi yung mga namamatay na hindi man COVID cases, declare as COVID. So, nadadagdagan yung mga casualties, nadadagdagan yung takot ng mga tao. So, it, the COVID cases has to be treated in a separate area. Hotels, para at least hindi na tayo magtatayo ng facilities. With the exercise of police power, pwedeng gawin ng government. So, very ineffective yung mga methodology. No? Even sa pag-vaccinate, no? it's deadly. Bakit? Sa normally, when, when you administer vaccines, kailangan negative, surely negative yung tao o yung patient from the virus. And if you vaccinate that person, talagang magdodouble yung virus and makamamatay yun. Kaya din niyang ikamatay. So lumalakas masyado yung virus sa katawan ng tao. So ang ginagawa lang naman na procedure ng mga, yung mga vaccination center is interview. No? So sila mismo were using their data, yung asymptomatic, Symptomatic, walang symptoms, pero positive, sabi nyo. So in that case, hindi enough yung interview with the person. It has to be tested. Kaya lang, the problem is, CDC in the US admitted na hindi effective ang RT-PCR. Natisasabi ng Philippine government na gold standard. No? So, uh, kaya tayo nagkakaroon ng problem with this pandemic kasi fake ang data, minanipulate ang data. So we have to isolate it para hindi natin makuha yung wrong data. In, the, the, so in addition lang doon sa sinabi po ni Sir Geoffrey. 
Yeah, that's uh, quite true. You know, uh, that data thing is true. Here in the United States, I'm right now, I'm away from my usual haunts. I, I'm staying in Florida, Tallahassee. But right now I tried to go to uh, uh, LA and, and talk to some people around uh, Manny Pacquiao, but he could not talk to anybody because the insurance company that is uh, promoting the boxing match is afraid that uh, Pacquiao might have uh, COVID and then they will have to pay the promoters if the boxing doesn't continue. So he can only talk by phone and the, I, well, I talked to his political officer and I raised these points. I went over there not to support Manny Pacquiao, but to find out what his stance is that are congruent or intersecting with the stance of our 1899 movement. And the, he, uh, he, he has assured us that he is for the process of taking over public utilities uh, back to the people, uh, water utilities and electric utilities. But other than that, he said he's not thinking about anything else because he's concentrating on knocking out the spence. So I, I, that's all that he uh, is concentrating on right now. The only contact that the insurance companies are allowing Pacquiao are uh, photo opportunities with celebrities that promotes the boxing match. So that is where it is. But going back to the data concept, the data concerns of Aaron uh, Sugilun, attorney Aaron, and also of Geoffrey. Uh, 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 if you look at the data from the World Odometer uh, website, you can see that the death rate in the United States from COVID is about um, 700,000. Uh, all right, that's what I, I remember, 750 or 6, 680 to 700,000. So if you come to think of it, the United States has a population of 300 million plus. So for every one, 100 million uh, population of the US, you have approximately 200,000 deaths from COVID based on this data. So the Philippines has 110 million people, right? And so if you uh, look at the death rate, which is published 25,000 to 27,000, uh, death from COVID. So you have uh, a rate in the U.S. that is 10 times more than the Philippines. And yet, uh, despite that, the U.S. is relatively free. They, they don't want to impose all of these mandatory things. The uh, people the people doing the vaccinations, they have to schedule and convince people to be vaccinated. There is no mandatory requirement. There, the uh, establishments also have opened up. I have begun around the casinos and uh, hazarded the loss of a few dollars doing that, but there are nobody or very few are uh, wearing masks. Uh, a lot of them are just there uh, beside each other in the slot machines without masks at all. Uh, the United States is making an effort to make uh, their lives normal. Everybody can go out and work and continue with their jobs. Everybody in the uh, business establishments of the U.S. has adopted uh, remote work and a lot of most of the economy is functioning properly. And so, hindi sila mamamatay sa gutom kasi hindi naman ito underdeveloped area, hindi mother third world. Hindi katulad sa atin dyan, na pag wala kang pan, o hindi ka makapagtrabaho, wala na mangyayari sa'yo. Either mamatay ka sa COVID o mamatay ka sa dyan, sa gutom. Sabi nga ng mga kaibigan ko dyan, dati meron silang isang kahig, isang tuka. Ngayon ay wala ng kahig, wala ng tuka. So uh, that's what the people are experiencing now. Kaya sabi nga ni Ben, baka magkagulo na. Kaya akala niya, noong July 26, magkagulo na. Kaya bumili na ata siya ng mga balas sa kanyang shotgun. Kasi baka magkagulo na nga. But anyway, we're still there. The social cohesion is still is there. <coughs> Although I'm being told that uh, 
Marami mga nakawa ng mga borosiklo. The social the social order is sort of being stressed by these things. So uh, going back to my promise to uh, everybody to have a chance to talk so before anybody has a second chance to talk. So before I could recognize uh, uh, both uh, uh, Congressman Villarama and the thing I would like to say uh, to recognize Mike Alunan, if you have something to say to greet us, Mike, you have the floor. Michael Alunan, are you still busy? If you're not ready to talk with us, then I give the floor out to... Uh, uh, yeah, wait muna ako. I'm, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. Okay, Congressman Villarama, you have the floor. Uh, Professor uh, Hill, uh, before uh, Congressman Villarama reacted to your... Uh, I would yes. like to remind everyone that... Uh, itong ginawa ng ating gobyerno ay napakasama because alalahanin natin na ang Section 40 ng Republic Act 8491 yan ay moto ng Republic of the Philippines. Makatao, makadyos, makalikasan at makabansa. Itong mga moto na ito ay kahit ang makakalikasan, makakalikasan, ay na-violate kasi hindi na naliving ang tao, sinusunog na lang. So hindi na pwede magawa na abuno. So sana kung naliving mo yon magamit na abuno yon so yan lang akin na malaki ang uh, ang uh, na violate nila kasi even our motto was been violated other than the constitution thank you okay go ahead congressman Villarama. yeah well uh, i would like to congratulate all the participants ang gaganda ng mga pinag-usapan natin and uh, okay ah uh, I'll, uh, I'll comment on ano itong sinabi ni Pisan Diafri Al alam nyo, ito ha, uh, a simple formula I hope uh, can work. No? Lahat ng namatay before the pandemic, no? uh, I'm sure meron pang mga, may mga ano naman yan, ano, may record na sa hospital. Kunin natin ang percentage ng namatay ng pneumonia, kaya ang uh, pato, yung, uh, yung, yung mga iba't ibang mga sakit, no? cancer, uh, mga anaksidente, etc. Okay? And then, yung percentage na yon sa mga ospital, kunin natin ang percentages naman ngayon ng kanilang mga nire-report. So, makikita natin yung disparity. Bakit dati, ang dami namamatay ng diabetes complication, heart attack, etc. Eh, bakit ngayon panay COVID na? Bakit dumiit naman yung namamatay sa heart attack, sa pneumonia, sa TB? You know, palagi uh, ko maki, mahuhuli natin yung ano eh, mahuhuli natin yung uh, pambabola ng reporting system. Dahil tama yung sinabi, mas malaki ang ano, ang uh, PhilHealth babayaran kung COVID, hindi ba? Kaya nang uh, <clears throat> nag-bulgar uh, sa PhilHealth, pati mga bata eh ano eh, pati mga bata ano, may, may glaucoma, may sakit sa mata, yung bang dinadialysis you know kasi yun ang mga mahal eh. so yun lang uh, ano ko mr uh, speaker yun lang ang aking ano and then with the authority aron kailangan talaga may panakot eh there has to be a panakot na mahuhuli sila at may matapang na magdidemanda yan ang kulang natin sa problema natin sa ano eh, sa graft and corruption dahil uh, 
natatawa lang sila dahil uh, before one can be convicted eh, that will take up to the Supreme Court. Tama ba, Torley? Talaga nga daw eh. Ngayon, kung ang uh, gagawin natin ay makikita nila na kahit na matagal, marami mga abogado who can uh, get witnesses no? and keep on filing uh, cases sa ombudsman ng taong gobyerno. Matataranta yung mga yan dahil uh, pag naging matinuna yung sistema, bibilis na. Talagyan ng katakot-takot na, na budget ng ombudsman. No? Uh, medyo malilinis na natin itong ano, kukunti na yung ano, magiging lalakas ang loob para magnakaw sa gobyerno. Yun lang po. Salamat po. Yeah, before you go before we go to uh Carlo, let's go to Aaron Sagilon muna because he's being mentioned in the all these uh, subsequent comments. Aaron, Mr. Aaron, uh, Attorney Aaron, you have the floor. Uh, Attorney Aaron, you have the floor. Ah uh, yes, uh Congressman, uh, in addition kasi dun sa information na sabi mo, let's let's uh, find yung numbers no kung ano yung namatay. Uh, actually, ang yung sa kaso na dinidesign namin, all we need are the death certificates and the hospital bills. Kasi hey, bakit? Hello, hello. Yan. All we need are the death certificates and the hospital bills ng mga pasyente na declare as dead as dead sa COVID, na namatay sa COVID. Bakit? Kasi these hospitals, they declare sickness na hindi nagkaroon ng job order. So, for example, pneumonia. To identify pneumonia, may mga specific na process no, na dapat babayaran nyo ng pasyente. So, kung wala yun, ibig sabihin, they declared a sickness na hindi naman nila ina-identify na walang order to to find those sickness. So, depende kasi kung anong sickness ang declare I think pneumonia kasi umaabot ng 700,000. Medyo mataas kapag severe pneumonia ang nag-claim ng hospitals. So, it has to be tied, no? Yung tama ka, hahanapin natin yung asanay na matay ng ibang sickness. Pero at the same time, we can use uh, yung data na na-issue na nila para hindi na nalang ma-fabricate. Kasi yun yung problem, eh. Baka mamaya i-manipulate nila yung figures. Pero these uh, death certificates at saka itong mga resibo na to, issued na to, hindi na nila ma-manipulate. And we can use this no, to disprove the data that is being used by the DOH and uh, sa, sa mga sa plan, nila, sa protocols nila. Tapos, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Tapos with, with, with regard to the cases, uh, kaya ako, ay, una kasi declaratory relief yung una kong, ano, pero sinift ko na to criminal cases din. Ano, para kasi hindi naman lahat diretsong ombudsman no, from the government minsan yung immediate supervisor lang uh, they're pressuring no so criminal cases agad kasi whether uh, whether may pang afford ng lawyer hindi i-represent naman ng fiscal eh basta't maging criminal lang eh kailangan lang natin ma-identify yung criminal so walang walang kasi nag-survey rin ako sa lawyer maraming lawyers na tahimik talaga ayaw mag-participate kasi very unpopular daw yung stand ganyan so okay fine so kung wala hindi gagamitin ko kung anong available ang available natin is yung fiscals no yung mga prosecutors and they have to defend the people of the Philippines kasi once it's criminal syempre uh, people of the Philippines versus whoever yan so ngayon ginaguide namin yung mga tao on how to file tinuturuan ko na sila diretso na uh, kahit Ano naman, pwede naman lang gawin yan, to file the criminal cases directly. 
sa para at least mabilis kasi uh, ang target kasi namin ma-file siya all over the Philippines hindi alam ng gobyerno kung saan yung target natin na korte kasi one of those courts may hindi sila malulusutan no pwede nilang sabotin yung isang opisina pero sa ibang opisina hindi nila masasabura in fact nung nagdeklara ako na uh, mass filing ng declaratory relief may mga judges na nag-communicate sa akin and want to participate so i'm just waiting for the yung mga people from their places to file it for them Yes, this is uh, some kind of legal people power, and we are very glad that the uh, uh, group of Attorney Aaron Sugilon uh, is uh, making the initiative to do this. Uh, Attorney Sugilon, for the information of everybody, comes from a family of lawyers. They have their own uh, Sugilon and Sugilon law offices. I understand they are, sinasabi sa atin, the company and mga abogado, and to be able to allot time for us, uh, the people, that is a very big patriotic act on their part. I hope the other lawyers and those judges communicating with him will create a uh, legal uh, diluvio or illegal uh, avalanche of protest uh, so that the government ay at, uh, will have to make amends and uh, um, <coughs> correct the uh, wrong approach that they are uh, doing in this uh, COVID pandemic. Now, uh, I want to recognize Carlo Iway because he's insistent. Maybe he has something to say. Go ahead, Carlo Iway. Talk. You, you have the floor. Go ahead. So you're not able to talk now. You have raised your hand quite a lot. Okay. Okay, Nundit. Okay, we. Okay, sir. Ano no, okay, sir. Problema nakita niya sa yung kanilang problema sa kuryente, no? Pero dapat madama din nila ito. Anong sinasabi mo? What are you saying? Dema nila sa kuryente. Sir. Who? Hello? Carla, what are you saying? Uh, you have gone mute again. Okay, uh, I guess I have to recognize uh, Attorney Sugilo now. Go ahead, uh, Aaron uh, Sugilo. Give the floor. Okay, 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 po. okay, po. wait lang. Uh, I've given the floor to Attorney Sugilo. You have to wait your turn again, Carlo. No, no I, I just failed to raise my hand, uh, to lower my hand, sorry. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, Carlo, you have the floor again. Carlo, you can unmute and talk. Uh, you're talking muted right now. Okay. Ayan ang natin si ikwento kay Engineer Perdicon. Ipakwento si Engineer Perdicon sa problema niya sa kuryente sa Dejaski City Albay. Sir Perhidio, please go ahead. Engineer Perdicon. Uh, he has nothing to say right now, um, uh, Carlos. So if you are uh, trying to goad some people to talk, uh, not yourself, uh, please avoid raising your hand. Just let someone want to talk raise his hand himself. Okay? Carlos, so, so let's go ahead with, uh, 
Okay, because you are just asking Engineer Perdigon to talk about something and he's not raising his hand. So he will note about it and then let's give the floor to uh, somebody who is uh, raising a hand like uh, right now, Congressman Villarama has raised her hand, his hand. Go ahead, uh, Congressman Villarama, Kabili. You have the floor, uh, you, you have to unmute. Uh, you have not raised your hand anymore? Okay, I'm sorry. So we have other people here who have not yet addressed the group. We have new people and we have also, uh, I think uh, Enrico, uh, Enrico Marioles, now he's gone. I haven't, I don't see him now. Where he is, he just left maybe. Oh, he's there. Uh, Enrico, you, you have the floor. Uh, you can greet the group uh, uh, here right now. Good morning, everyone, fellow congressmen. Uh, I'm just wondering if uh, we can file a case against uh, the government or the IATF for crimes against humanity in their decision makings regarding this uh, COVID uh, uh, infection in the country. Because as I, I, I read the news and the internet, most of their decisions, these lockdown decisions, MACQ, GCQ to whatever, have no scientific basis. While our economy is deeply suffering, how can we put these uh, people to be accountable for their decisions? Because I feel that their decisions are bordering on whimsical uh, ideas already. I don't read that there are enough sufficient basis, for instance, to say that uh, this Delta variant is uh, really virulent. They have not uh, isolated and purified this de Delta uh, variant while they keep on hammering this social media and the mainstream media with uh, the high transmissibility of uh, Delta variant, which uh, probably uh, uh, gets the government or uh, President Duterte into thinking that uh, this Delta variant are really uh, virulent. So whatever decisions or recommendations by IATF to President Duterte are just uh, approved. How can we get these people to be accountable with their decisions? Because they are not making the decisions for their... Uh, for the, uh, for the organization alone, but each and every Filipino is affected by their decisions. And the problem with the uh, recommendations is I do not see any enough evidence and scientific uh, basis to back them up. So I am thinking in the same line that uh, uh, we're thinking of uh, uh, filing cases against uh, against uh, 
yung sinasabi ni Attorney Sugilon, we can also file cases against them with, uh, let's say, crimes against humanity, if this is the case. We should make them accountable for whatever decisions. Kasi kahit anong sinasabi ng IITF, naniniwala tayo. Parang si Dr. Anthony Fauci din. Yes, that's correct. The, the point of accountability is well taken. In uh, countries that are governed by parliaments, the parties that are forming the current coalition government are uh, busy communicating to their people and explaining what the government is doing. Because in uh, parliament, you have what you call uh, authority of the existing government with instant accountability. Because once the confidence of the people do not uh, repose anymore with that uh, coalition government that is uh, governing the country through legislative and executive combination of power, that government falls. So uh, what happens is that uh, this uh, authority with instant accountability does, does not exist in a presidential system. Like uh, this uh, group of uh, Duterte uh, and who has reposed uh, authority to this, all these groups you mentioned, like Duque, IATF, and all that, they have this uh, presidential mandate uh, because they have the six-year term. They don't have any accountability until the next elections to, be, uh, to face the people. So their, their government will not fall. We have to launch a coup d'etat to take them out because we don't have any legal process to take them out right now in the uh, way that parliaments have. That is why uh, we have this group of ours, the 1899 Congress, which is uh, going back to what we call a federal parliamentary setup, very similar to what exists in India right now. But uh, you also mentioned the fact that we have this uh, uh, black crime against humanity, and that was done in, in the Nuremberg trials of uh, Germany. And we also had an, an uh, Far East version of that, wherein uh, we participated in a court that was held in Japan to try the war criminals of uh, Japan for crimes against humanity. And one of the Filipinos that, uh, and, the, and a Filipino that represented the Philippine interest there was a certain Justice uh, Haranilia from Iloilo. So we have somebody here from Arno, from Iloilo, Arno Iloilo, and somebody else also who mentioned, Pei, I think, also comes from Iloilo. So the, the Ilongos have, are, have, have a very colorful history of asserting uh, their participation in uh, Philippine governance. And so, um, the, uh, aside from my comments, I would like to uh, ask the comment of Attorney Sugilon regarding these cases that uh, uh, Mr. Enrico Marioles uh, from the Bicol area is uh, telling us to do against these institutions. Uh, Attorney Sugilon, do you have any comment on that? Actually, uh, we had a discussion with that, ng yung crimes against humanity in the KDP channel, the Democratic Filipino channel. Uh, pwede talaga mag-file, no? Uh, kaso, ang problema kasi dyan, uh, medyo mahirap i-prove kasi labanan ng experts, eh. And right now, they, they don't accept our experts, no? May sarili sang experts. That is why yung naging strategy natin is to to simplify the cases first. Mm. To constitutional questions muna. So, kasi anything against the constitution is invalid. Oh. So, dun muna natin titirahin. And now, Paano natin pananagutin na IATF? We take them down individually, not as an office. Mm. Okay. So that's why Thank kaya you. nga, mass, mass, mass filing of criminal complaints. 
individual kasi ang immune lang naman sa atin is the president. Pero everybody around him is not immune from suit. So sila ang titirahin natin. And kahit mag-ingay-ingay siya, ayun ang kumilos ng tao niya. Ganun ang gusto natin mangyari. No? Hindi nakikilos yung tao niya kasi pupunuin na natin ang demanda. They're not immune from suits. No? They can be jailed anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Any pro- comments pro- on this pro- issue? Yes. Professor, go ahead. Go ahead. Professor Hell, I have, yes, uh, go ahead, ben. I have a query uh, with uh, Attorney uh, Sobilon, Aron Sobilon. Uh, dahil dito sa Republic Act 8491 na ang Section 40, ang muto ng Pilipinas ay makatao, makadyos, makakalikasan at makabansa. Doon sa sinasabi ni ni Mr. Merioles kung ano gagawin doon sa uh, IATF. Attorney, pwede ba natin magamit yung Republic Act 8491? Uh, Then ma-public censure to ang mga IATF members nito dahil nabayulit nila ang moto ng Republic of the Philippines. 8491 po? 8491. Yes. Section 40 of uh, uh, Article Section 40 of Republic Act 8491 state that the motto of the Republic of the Philippines is makatao, makadyos, makakalikasan, at makabansa. That is series mm. of 1998. Yes, yes. So, ang ginawa nila ngayon, hindi na makatao, hindi makadyos, hindi makabansa, at saka hindi makakalikasan. Mm. Ganito po kasi, no, Sir Ben. Uh, yung sa, atar- uh, sa approach po kasi namin, uh, we want to use yung constitution itself kasi anything against the constitution is obviously wrong. Uh, ang takot kasi namin, uh, very questionable na yung justice system natin kasi marami dyan appointed ni Duterte. So, ang approach kasi namin, kailangan it has to be so simple, so basic, na mahirap kalabanin. When, when we're going to use laws, another law, statute to statute, on the same level sila eh. Pero statute to the constitution, hindi sila magka-same level. So, the, the Constitution will always have to win. So, kaya namin binibring back lagi sa 1987 Constitution kasi yan ang meron tayo ngayon. And magagawa natin yung argument in the most basic and most simple way na mahirap kalabanin kapag sobrang, sobrang linaw na tama, sobrang linaw, sobrang simple. So, ganun lang po yung naging approach namin. No? Hindi, kasi, kaya rin ako, kasi pinupush din ako ng KDP no? to, to push for crimes against humanity. No? Kaya lang, we're using another law against another law. So, medyo complicated. So, sabi ko, we have to do it in the most basic way para hindi, kahit kala, kasi that's what I do in, in courts, no? Uh, minsan, alam mo na, yung judge at saka yung kalabad mo magkakape. So, I have to reduce the argument to the most basic na insulting na sa kanila kapag kinalabang ka pa nila. So, ganun lang po yung approach uh, para madali rin sa everybody. So his uh, approach is bringing it to the lowest common denominator of the fundamental issues of the law para mahirap kalabanin. Exactly po. Okay, so uh, uh, any comment on that, uh, uh, Mr. Marioles? Okay, uh, I think uh, he has, you have to unmute to be able to speak, Mr. Marioles. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I I agree with Attorney Sugilon that uh, these cases should be converted or transformed into 
constitutional issues para madaling i-prosecute. Yeah, I agree with him. Yeah, okay. So, okay, I'll give the floor to Carlo. Carlo, I hope you have something to say yourself rather than asking somebody else to talk in the group. Okay, Carlo, go ahead and uh, speak out your mind on your own. You are recognized, Carlo Iwai. You are recognized, Carlo Iwai. You've been raising your hand again. Uh, uh, you are recognized right now. Giancarlo Iwai. You are not able to unmute. You are not, we cannot hear you. So uh, I have to bypass you again. Okay, okay. Nandito na ako. Uh, now you're here. Okay, go ahead, uh, Carlo. Okay. May tanong na ako sa dalawa, no? Dalawang tanong ko lang. Dalawang tanong ko lang kaya pwede Aaron at si Sir Virginio. Unahin natin si Sir ni Aaron, anong pwede mangyari kapag napatunayan na nalabag ang konstitusyon dahil sa ginawa nitong timpamahadal sa lockdown. At sir, the video, anong latest tone sa August 5 the healing? Yan lang po muna. You're asking, uh, uh, you're asking Engineer Virgilio a question of law. Why are you just, why are you asking him that? He's not a lawyer. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Si Freddy Aaron ang inas ko sa isa. Si Atreidi, si Sir Virgilio yung sa kuryente, yung andanawa, yung isa, yung tinanong ko sa kanya. Okay, so you're directing your first question kay Atty. Sugilon. Uh, you have the floor, Atty. Sugilon, to respond. Okay, hindi ko narinig kasi yung second question, pero I heard the first question, no? So, if we win, uh, because there's a violation of a constitutional, uh, of a constitutional provision, no? Uh, everything that uh, contradicts the constitution is invalid. And anyone who violates it is liable for damages. Yung second question, hindi ko na get sa, hindi ko na rinig, sorry. It's about the second question. So I think uh, Engineer Perdigon is being addressed. Uh, okay, okay. Perdigon, can you uh, have the floor to respond to the question? Okay, thank you. Um, regarding the August 5 hearing of the ERC, uh, that will be, uh, that will push through. I'm actually waiting for the date. Now, regarding the uh, electricity situation here in Legaspi or, or uh, Alvay for the whole province, actually, we are also on the same uh, level of thinking to invoke the Constitution, particularly Article 12, Section 15, which says that the government shall set up a, um, an agency that will promote the viability of cooperatives. Now, I believe that was violated. Because instead of promoting the, vi uh, the viability of them, they privatized it. They handed over the operation and management to San Miguel Corporation. Now they just call Aleco residual. So when I raised that during a, a Zoom meeting um, last, uh, just a few days ago, I think Ju July 28th, and Neya, the Naya lawyer was uh, one of the attendees. She was not able to uh, say anything. And uh, my, my belief grows that they too realize this just uh, now because the privatization of Alba Electric Cooperative was sponsored and strongly supported by Naya. That's what we are also uh, going 
now as regards the electricity problem in Albay. Now, I think uh, it is relevant to note that two, at least two political leaders have started to shift towards our side. One is the congressman, a political congressman, um, uh, Garbin. He questioned the price increase in the June bill of uh, Albay electricity consumers. He was saying, in effect, that uh, San Miguel Corporation was lying as regards the prices, but I will not go into the details. The other one, uh, a former mayor of Santo Domingo Albay, will hold a uh, gathering today at 2 p.m. and I will be there uh, to uh, master and energize uh, the people towards the uh, solution of the problem of electricity in Albay. Right. I think this two politicians would uh, uh, stand their ground and really uh, fight this uh, battle to come their way again. You know the, how, how the oligarchs <laughs> work. They give uh, amounts to certain politicians for buying votes during election. So they can, uh, they can um, uh, manipulate uh, these uh, politicians towards their side. I hope more politicians would be joining our campaign and eventually evict this uh, very oppressive, very deceitful uh, subsidiary of San Miguel. They call it Albay Power and Energy Corporation. Now, one more thing na gusto ko pong ipaalam sa lahat. May kapitbahay po ako, uh, July 14, namatay sa heart attack. Tapos, trinimate nila. When I say kapitbahay, just, just next to my fence, ang bahay niya. Trinimate. And I learned, after the cremation, ngayon pala ay tinurukan ng Sinovac. Well, I do not want to conclude anything. I am asking for investigation. Now, the other case, yung former student ko na tinurukan ng dalawang doses ng Sinovac na namatay after 17 days, they are ignoring my call for investigation. Wala lang. So my next step is to raise the matter to the national authorities. And I'll inform you if they uh, attend to my um, uh, communication or not. So yun lamang po muna. Oh, isa pa pala, nakalimutan ko. I, just, uh, I was just banned by Facebook from Thursday 9am to Friday 9am. Why? I forwarded a post of a certain anonymous, but I think it was a very good uh, message, uh, asking or going against uh, vaccinations. Yun lang naman. My idea is the Voltaren principle. I do not agree with what you say, but I will let you say what you want to say. Parang ganun lang yung attitude ko. But I was banned by Facebook for 24 hours. So ganun ata ang ano ngayon. May tendency na yung uh, mga may hawak ng gobyerno, ng social media towards draconian control of our moves. Yan po. Thank you very much. Well, uh, to uh, comment on that, the relationship of the electricity issue is due to the fact that uh, we now have a COVID emergency and the Constitution empowers the president 
to take over uh, power utilities to assuage the and mitigate the suffering of the people, but he's not doing anything about that. With regard to the questions that you mentioned regarding certain uh, debts that you are aware of about uh, related to the COVID uh, thing, you also uh, mentioned that uh, you're raising it to the national authorities, but uh, then attorney Aaron Sugilon has provided the way for you to file a criminal cases on these uh, issues, on this particular incident. So I think you should pursue that. And uh, together with your uh, appeal to national authorities, then you file criminal cases against people that you think were responsible for those deaths and have been lying to the public about the circumstances of those deaths. So that is something that uh, you could pursue and you can uh, take it offline and contact uh, Aaron, attorney Aaron Sugilon and get those forms for you to, uh, uh, to, to proceed. Now, before we gave you the floor, uh, Attorney and, uh, Michael Alunan also has raised his hand. And before I recognize the others, I'm recognizing Mike Alunan now for you to say what you want to say. Mike Alunan, you are recognized. You are muted, I think. So you I, have okay. to... Yeah. Uh, good morning, Senior Lat. Uh, well, I. I Kawili uh, mentioned earlier, Kongwili mentioned earlier about. We need to to up, update the data on the the mortalities. Uh, based on what I know, no, uh, uh, prior to COVID, about fifty six thousand die of pneumonia a year, a year, uh, Filipinos, and about twenty six thousand thereabouts, no, of TB. In fact, TB about a million active cases are there. The chance of getting TB is higher than than uh, COVID, except that. Uh, people fear the COVID because of the mortality, etc. But people die more from TB and pneumonia. In fact, all in all, about 100,000 die every year from various respiratory diseases. Now, with after COVID, based on figure last year, from about 56,000 of pneumonia, it went down to 43,000. You can check this with DOH actual statistics. Huh? And even TB also went down. There can be two things possible, uh, which can be investigated. One, if was there a misdeclaration, let's say cases of pneumonia, TB are declared as COVID, or two, uh, which can also be likely because of the hygienic practices of, uh, I'm just being objective, no? hygienic practice of people, people wash their hands, uh, the, et cetera. No? Uh, it, the hygienic practice have resulted in and in in the reduction in some diseases so which is which are also likely so how much of that is because of health hygienic practices and how much of that is uh, are uh, are misdeclaration so and both are likely so the, 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 this thing should be investigated and and there's one thing that has not yet been done anywhere else in the world. Uh, how contagious really is COVID? And even the various variants. The variant, last night there was the, the CDCP, there was a big distinction between the strain and the variant. The variants are very slight uh, 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 variation from the original. So, Walang kaibahan, but people, the media are drumbeating it to uh, emphasize the fear, no? Um, 
So probably with the fear, people get scared and tend to cling on to the vaccination as the cure. So and in, in the in, during the Spanish flu, there's a book in Invisible Rainbow. Uh, you can even download it for free, no? Uh, by Arthur Furstenberg. Uh, midway in these chapters, no. Uh, there was a study done by the UP at uh, the US Health Service. Uh, uh, and they they tried to uh, they tried to really find out how contagious the Spanish flu was. So what they did, they gathered hundred uh, able-bodied uh, able-bodied persons, not people, to and they were exposed to the virus. Uh, to a point that they they uh, they got swabs from the eyes, the saliva, and ejected them. They uh, no one got uh, but, uh, there was no transmission. No one got no one contracted the disease. Next, they did the second. Uh, no, they extracted blood and injected in all the in the patient in the in the uh, test case. Uh, no, oh, parang the able body done. Nothing happened again. Then they they thought that baka you you contract the disease through the natural press by face to face, mouth to mouth. So they they made almost people the patients and the other were almost kissing each other and talking to each other, almost vomit, coughing, vomit to each other. But still nothing happened. So this is a way to isolate. Really, and it turns out that people who are able-bodied. And have high immune resistance will really uh, uh, are, are not vulnerable to disease. In fact, last year they've been saying that it's only the elderly who are likely to 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 contract the disease and are vulnerable to possible mortality. And those with uh, ailments like obesity, uh, etc. In fact, a doctor friend of mine. Capital. Out of 200 health workers, doctors and nurses, only four died, and all the rest they went. They were treated at home, kanya-kanyang quarantine. And of the four who died, ito yung were obese, had diabetes, had heart ailments, etc., etc. So, so ngayon, now they're talking about injecting the vaccines to the to three-year-old up onwards, no? Uh, in fact, sa discussion kagabi do sa CDCP uh, forum, uh, the, the, uh, sinasabi na na pag inexpose, dapat nga hindi mo, in, in, the more na na-expose nga yung mga bata, the more you develop the resistance. Eh, no? so, so pag nag-vaccine, mas nag-weekend pa yung ano mo eh. So anyway, so yun yung so there's more to be done actually. Uh, uh, I think we have to uh, have to address the fact that we have to uh, we have to uh, compile all of this uh, data in yeah, a yeah, most yeah, yeah. Um, summarized form and uh, treat yeah, it yeah, as a work in progress. Treat as a work in progress, and so that, that we can uh, organize and cooperate with each other. And that, that's one of the things that this Congress can address. Our <laughs> Congress. Well, identification tama. Tayo, Michael. Uh, yeah, there yeah. are new okay. people who joined us, Jerry Abolando and uh, 
Mr. Lei Tongko and Arnold Ovililo. This is the 1899 Congress. The aim of this group is to revive and resurrect the spirit of the 1899 Constitution and the 1899 Congress as envisioned by our forefathers. Since we have to pay 35 million to the Commonwealth to become actual congressmen, we took it upon ourselves to appoint ourselves as members of this Congress. And everybody of the same belief are welcome and to share our views here. And this uh, shadow Congress is the pinpoint of an effort of an empire shadow government, which is reflected in the web. It's a virtual parliament. It's a parliament of the web. And we have the executive uh, structure replicated and anybody can join any of these executive structures in the web that we have done. Now, after that, then everybody else who have not yet spoken can talk, but I will recognize first uh, Mr. Marioles because I think he's following up on a particular issue. Mr. Marioles, you can unmute and talk. You have the floor. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested in making a comment on the statements or on the concerns of Engineer Perdigon of Albay, because uh, the problem of Albay is similar to the situation that we are encountering in the province of Masbate. Now, Albay has already moved; is already moving forward by by privatizing the cooperative. Now, uh, I I I know for a fact that uh, there were two or three other electric cooperatives that also did this move. The Sambuanga Electric Co-op was uh, privatized. And then uh, the Iluilu Co-op was also privatized. And then I was thinking all the while, kasi sa Masbate, almost, almost daily ang uh, brownouts. And I was thinking that the only way to make the uh, energy distribution efficient is also to privatize the Masbati Electric Co-op. Now, itong Albay, I was thinking that they are doing the right move by privatizing or by selling the Albay Electric Co-op to a subsidiary of San Miguel Corporation. Now, I, I would like to ask Engineer Perigon why such a move is apparently being objected to by a lot of people in Albay, including uh, two politicians already. Now, we all know that uh, when politicians join the fray, uh, objectivity uh, runs out. Politicking is uh, very subjective and not... Uh, uh, and not uh, uh, highly justified. So if these politicians will be moved out of the deliberations, then probably Albay uh, Coop can make a better decision. So yun ang gusto kong malamang kay Engineer Perdigon. Why are they objecting to the privatization of Albay Electric Coop when apparently uh, privatization is the answer to the daily brownouts that we are uh, having. The electricity cost might go up, but at least uh, 
hindi na tayo masisiraan ng mga appliances, hindi tayo makaka-experience ng slowdown ng mga internet connections, etc., etc. If uh, Engineer Perdigon can can answer, I would be happy. Okay, uh, Engineer Perdigon, I'm giving you the floor to be able to respond to the question of uh, Mr. Marioles. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Perdigon. You can also uh, do a video if you want. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Actually, nawala ako kanina, naputuloy ng aking internet connection. Yung last part na lang siguro, mga one minute ang na uh, latnan ko uli. But uh, I think it was Mr. Mariolas was talking about privatization, then diminishing uh, of brownouts. Yes, in uh, fact, ang, ang Albay, mala, marami ang instances of brownouts, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And yeah. mataas ang presyo. Actually, privatized kami. And the privatization was not done during the time of uh, President Duterte, but during the term of Pinoy, 2013. Bakit? Marami daw technical problems. May financial problem na 4.2 billion. Ang pangako nila, mawawala ang brownout at bababa ang presyo. Mababayaran yung 4.2 billion. Ngayon, bakit kami nag-o-object sa kasalakuyang kalagayan? Kasi mas dumami, mas humaba po ang brownout, mas naging mahal ang presyo, at yung 4.2 billion po na utang sa mga energy suppliers or power suppliers, naging pong 7.5 na ngayon. Hindi po nalutas yung problema, lalo pong lumala ang problema under the privatization scheme. And uh, ano ang sinasabi namin? Ibalik po ang Albay Electric Cooperative nung dati at bantayan ng Albayano. Kasi nangyari yung pagnanakaw ng pera by the politicians themselves. Ha? Kasi pinabayaan namin. Wala kaming pakialam sa nangyayari sa Albay Electric Cooperative. Hanggang isang araw, nagising na lang kami, nalubog na sa utang at marami ng lumang facilities na dapat palitan. So yun po ang solusyon na hinahanap namin. Ang Albay Provincial Government ay pinapanawagan namin to step in. Kasi sila lang naman ay may legal and moral, even political authority to stand up for their constituents. Operate and manage the power supply system in Albay like what they did to Pantau Port. And for two to three years, ilagay ito under an interim board composed of sectoral representatives, not geographic. Kasi pag geographic, dyan naglalaro yung mga politiko. Kung sino-sinong congressional district, maglalagay sila ng mga tao sa board. So, pag naupo po ang interim board ng uh, sectoral representatives, they will implement a system, a plan na tinatawag namin cooperative to cooperative partnership. Very effective po ito. Ginamit nila itong solution na to sa Casureco 3. At mula sa pagiging Class C or even D, ngayon po ang Casureco 3 ay Class AA at naka, uh, nakaumang sila para maging AAA. <coughs> And ginawa po nila yon in three years. So very effective po itong cooperative to cooperative uh, partnership scheme. Ang nagdesenyo po nito si Professor Wally Del Mundo ng UP National Engineering Center. Tutulungan kami ng ibang cooperatives. Kaso ayaw po ng mga politiko. 
Pero ang nakikita namin, ayaw nilang tulungan o ayaw nilang implement kasi makakabangon ang Aleko dito. At ayaw nilang makabangon ng Aleko kasi yung mga kasalanan nila noong unang panahon ay ma, ma, malilibing sa limot. At sila naman ang makikipagkutsabahan sa mga oligarko. Yes, these are topics, topics like this. Yes, uh, Engineer Perdigan, let me interrupt. Yes, po. Topics like this uh, cannot yes, be discussed okay. uh, in detail in our uh, general Congress here, but we have a process of dealing with this. Uh, this can referred to uh, this can be referred to committee. You can uh, post your information in the Shadow DOE. We have a Shadow Department of Energy, a group in Facebook. Join that. Post your uh, information and any further interpolation or uh, information that uh, Enrico Marioles can say to sort of inform your objections can also be posted there. And we can create in that shadow group, we can create task force to deal exactly with the Albay problem so that we can call a uh, hearing on that. And once the discussion is done in the shadow group, we can report it out here into the Congress again. I think uh, you and uh, uh, Enrique and Rioles uh, can uh, come together and work on that in the shadow uh, committee. Uh, covering it, which is Shadow DOE, which is also the area where uh, uh, this present uh, political socialite, Mr. Kusi, is uh, diverting his attention to political activities rather than these energy concerns that we have. But let me comment on that, that the father of uh, national electrification, the former Senator Pelaez uh, and former pres uh, Vice President Pelaez, <coughs> former presidential contender, created a law to make sure that the people will own their electric power in the rural area. The idea is for the people themselves to control this power and not for a group to dominate the community by supplying such a, an important commodity to the community. And that spirit has not been, uh, has been frustrated now with the mandate of Washington to privatize most of the uh, public utilities of the world, which was followed by most uh, countries under the control of IMF and World Bank. So this kind of thing that you are dealing with, Mr. Uh, uh, Enrique, uh, Engineer Perdigon, is a, a, a worldwide problem, not just the Philippines. And it's also a national problem now because the oligarchs of the Philippines controlling uh, power will never give up what they have already gotten into. In effect, uh, the Philippine government just surrendered the research uh, activities that they did to build up these institutions. Tapos, ibibenta na sa electric cooperative. Ang makina, hindi naman talaga sira. Meron lang deliberate na sira, i-adjusta ng konti at pera-pera na yan. Tuloy-tuloy ng income nila. Ang mas masama pa dyan, yung eksperyensya ninyo, na ginawa na nga sa private sector, iginatasan pa rin ng gusto. Kaya may problema pa rin kayo. Hindi pa rin naayos ang problema ng cooperative ng ginawang private sector ngayon. Lalong ilalagay sa mga ibang private sector at hindi tutulungan yung alternative way to... Uh, rejuvenate the cooperative in the cooperative manner, kaya yun ang inyong basis ng objection. So any kind of discussion of this can now be relegated to the shadow DOE. Uh, put your case there and I will follow through with creating a committee there to deal with this and maybe fellow Bicolanos can join you there because they're concerned about this as well. I know a lot of Masbatenius are concerned about that. So yun ang ating gagawin dito. But before we... Uh, Close the topic. Uh, let us uh, hear more from uh, Geoffrey Balse, who is also a big Nicolano. Mr. Okay, Balse, well taken. Thank you very much.
Mr. Thank Rao, you. Thank you, Hill. I'm sorry I can't turn on the camera because I'm trying to save battery. It's running out. Okay. But Go ahead. I, I, I wanted to share a story, which is really what is behind the privatization of uh, electric co-ops in the Philippines. And I hope you'll indulge me for a few minutes because it, back in 1996, the Aboitis Energy Company, or Aboitis Holdings, wanted to take over the electric co-op of Davao Norte, Maneco. And they were willing to offer each uh, subscriber 500 pesos to sign a quit claim so that they can take it over and promise, of course, so many things like better services, uh, lower price, no price increases, etc. But uh, so the cooperatives approached me and said, is that a good deal? And they said, okay, 500,000, 500 pesos per 40,000 subscribers, that's about uh, equivalent of something like uh, 2 million, right? Or even 20 million. And I said, okay, so let me look at your, your balance sheet. So you owe the government 180 million pesos. Uh, yes. But what's the total assets of the electric co-op? At, at that time, it was uh, 250 million. Okay. So 250 minus 180 uh, was 70. Yes. And how much were they offering you for your co-op? 20 million. I said, congratulations. You made them 50 million pesos richer if you accept the deal. And second, I said, that's not where it ends. Let's look at the land holdings of the electric co-op. And they said, how much is it? Uh, then they looked and they said, ah, it's about uh, 50 million. And I said, and when was it last uh, valued? Uh, in 1978. And that year was already 1996. I said, 78. Yeah, and you just recovered from a war. Yes. So how much is it now? They couldn't answer. I said, let's be conservative. Let's put it at 500 million now, 10 times. And so I, go, I said, so where will that 500 million incremental value go? To you or to avoid this if you sell out? And they were stymied. And they said, so uh, let me ask you, are you willing to let go of your electric co-op? No. Of course, they fought back back in 96. I risked life and limb to, to go against it. Fortunately, we repelled it. And I think there's still a stalemate up to now. But my whole implication is this. If we can get the electric co-ops back to the original idea of Maning Palaes and convert them into share co-ops because they are not share co-ops, they're not stock co-ops, they're non-stock. And uh, the managers are really the ones in control because the NEA selects them and they simply get the, a board as a rubber stamp to approve all the appointments and all the purchases and all that. Uh, if it were re a real co-op, which is you're in the states apparently right you can check for yourself that the best electric the best electric utilities in in the u.s are the elect rural electric co-ops along with the rural telephone co-ops now if we can do that to all the electric co-ops can you imagine if your if the communities filipino shares in these electric co-ops were in trust with jsis and sss you don't have to raise the premiums. You can increase the benefits. And at the same time, let's not just think of electric co-ops. 
let's think of all utilities, water, telecommunications, internet service providers. If we make them co-ops, you can we can wipe out poverty overnight in just in less than one presidential term. Probably in one congressional term, you can end poverty overnight. You will have you will have Filipinos from overseas coming home because jobs should be available. I want us to be able to nurture a vision like that to finally end poverty, which nurtures a tyranny of the oligarchy that we have suffered for far too long. Thank you very much. Hello? Uh, thank you, Geoffrey. Thank you. And uh, I think uh, uh, Professor Hill will be delivering uh, his privileged speech, and we have to wait for him. Professor Hill, can you hear me? Um. Okay, go ahead, Professor Hill. Yes, uh, it was not intended to be that. I was just attending to something else because I had to answer a communication that I received from the Philippines. The uh, persons that uh, were scheduled to deliver their privileged point of view uh, have uh, been delayed uh, because uh, one, Commander Duma has no signal somewhere in Mindanao, so uh, he is not able to join us. Uh, so, uh, but Bobby Berliante also is in a present uh, prolonged uh, meeting. And, uh, he has said that uh, he will come as soon as available. But right now, uh, the uh, talking about what we are uh, discussing at this point, and I have relinquished the chair to uh, uh, Ben Lorke to preside, because I would like to explain uh, what we are about in detail. The... Um, this topic that is coming up right now, like cooperatives and all that, is part of a plank of the 1899 Congress, 1899 Constitution, to promote development in the Philippines through three types of entrepreneurship. The first is uh, private uh, individual entrepreneurship, private corporate entrepreneurship, which we are familiar with. And it has transmogrified into a dominant class called that uh, we now love to call oligarchs. But together with that, we will not eliminate them. We will not uh, line them up against the wall, despite all the uh, sins that they have committed against the Filipino people. But we will uh, still allow them to do that because uh, private initiative and uh, individual initiative in business is uh, a fount of creativity. And we don't want to uh, kill that source of technological innovation. But we are also proposing a process of uh, direct uh, public initiative which was uh, present during the time of um, uh, Mark. He had all of the, he had Meralco created oh, as a no. foundation. And of no. course he had put his colonies to be in charge of it, but it is, it is actually a foundation owned by the people. It's a public utility. Marcos created a lot of uh, government owned and controlled corporations. And um, he had most of this uh, in preparation to his uh, effort in uh, the last year of his uh, regime to create the basic grandfather industries of industrialization, meaning to say uh, huge chemical industries 
and then uh, which will be providing us with our uh, plastics, uh, fertilizer, and all those things that are derived from uh, uh, organic and non-organic chemistry. Uh, he was also building up the national, uh, the Bataan nuclear plant to be able to allow us with, uh, to allow us to uh, uh, the uh, luxury of uh, having cheaper uh, power rates. Uh, and we were the, per the first to proceed. And uh, Korea's uh, plans were not yet, uh, or was together with us, but we were a little bit ahead of them. And then he was uh, in the process of revitalizing our steel industry. Uh, so that the steel uh, combined with uh, black sand mining and everything like that can provide us with the structures that we need to build armament and to build ships and to build things that will propel the nation. And there's a fourth area of general public infrastructure like solving disaster prone areas. He had the flood, the Mangahan floodway and all those things that he was doing. He was, in effect, trying to replace uh, the oligarchy which he ousted in 1972 when he declared martial law with a system of business that he was trying to create like a Saibatsu. It is uh, now a sort of um, a surprise to me that at this point, uh, I am talking about what Marcos was doing because after I have studied economics, I studied the actual data that was uh, present in the Marcos regime. I have found out that these are the things they were doing at the time when the Americans helped uh, the opposition oust him. It is sort of surprising, I said, because I myself was an anti-Marcos activist. And I uh, grew up in the quarter storm and I hate everything that Marcos was supposed to be doing. But uh, after 30 years of uh, three decades of uh, regimes that followed Marcos, I saw that the rate of corruption, which is just about 10% in the Marcos years has begun has uh, more than doubled to 30 to 35%. And uh, the leakage from uh, our development effort is just so tremendous. That's why we see uh, uh, the same per capita level of uh, income at the lowest level of our society. We see about 25 to 30 million uh, people in poverty before the COVID came in. And my estimate is that right now, because of the existing COVID pandemic, our poverty, absolute poverty figures will be about uh, more than 50 million uh, because all of these people now are in poverty. And the only thing that is shoring up the uh, economy that we have is the increase in uh, overseas uh, Filipino workers and overseas Filipino nation remittance because most of these people suffering in the country are asking uh, the relatives abroad to a system. I am personally aware of that. Uh, I think I have doubled or tripled my remittance test for my relatives in the Philippines to a system through this uh, difficult period of uh, our uh, country under COVID. So, uh, break, break, Professor Hill. I would like to recognize uh, Babi. I think Babi arrived already. Okay, go ahead. Okay, uh, then I will uh, take my break now. Bobby, uh, you can go ahead now and uh, begin your talk. Bobby uh, Brillante is the head of the Philippine Nas National Coalition for Revolutionary Government and uh, Constitutional Change. He was formerly the vice mayor of Makati and he has been uh, organizing different uh, adv advocacies and he has always been consistently um, working for the people. He was my colleague uh, with the movement for a free Philippines when we were working together with the 
former Senator uh, Raul Manglapus and uh, in the lobby against uh, the American uh, uh, policy of uh, rule uh, during the Marcos influence years. Uh, Bobby, go ahead and talk. It was an information. <coughs> I hope that's enough for you. And uh, you can have the floor now and you can unmute yourself. Also, you're unmuted, <coughs> but you can also open your um, uh, video now. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Bobby. Are you are you there? Is that you that is uh, coming in as Bobby? Yes, yes. I, I am here, but uh, I'm not on screen yet. <laughs> Okay, okay, thank you, then go ahead. And uh, well, uh, as I was saying, let me continue to talk while Bobby's preparing his screen. I'm saying that uh, we in the in this uh, parliament, in this parliament of the web, is uh, proceeding to entertain people like Bobby, different advocates, we're open to all advocacies. We will even uh, allow uh, Joe Masison to talk to us if he wants to, and tell us uh, what he wants to do with the country. We are open to all of these advocacies. We are um, uh, what you call this an equal opportunity uh, political group. We want to hear everybody's concern and everybody's idea of how to make the country a better place. Bobby, are you ready now? You have not yet opened up your uh, video. Uh, I am ready, but uh, I, I am not on the screen. Uh, maybe you should turn my screen on. Uh, Mel, Mel, can you please uh, assist uh, Bobby? Uh, I have uh, also clicked ask to start the video. Are you there? Okay. okay. There you are now. handsome Bobby. And I look much older than him because he has remained handsome all through the years. Welcome to the group, uh, Bobby, and you have now the, you now have the floor. Am I on the screen already? Yes, yes. yes. Ah, okay. Thank you. Good morning uh, to everyone. And uh, uh, I'm Bobby Brillante. I'm the Secretary General of the People's National Council for Federalism. Our principal advocacy is the installation of a revolutionary government, uh, the constitutional change into a federalism and uh, the removal of all that uh, restricts the growth of our not only of our political growth but of our economy meaning that uh, we need to equalize the opportunity uh, for growth and uh, dismantle the monopoly that is controlling our economy so that everybody will have a fair share in our economic growth um, <clears throat> prior to this, I was uh, councillor and vice mayor of Makati, and uh, as uh, uh, Dr. Ramos said, I was part of the movement for a free Philippines uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, with Hill and uh, Senator Raul Manglapus uh, trying to lobby in the U.S. Congress, the State Department, the Pentagon, and the White House to stop uh, support for the Marcos dictatorship, which uh, finally culminated in the EDSA 1986. Uh, when Mayor then Duterte uh, wanted to run for 
to the president, uh, we organized a uh, citizens group because at that time uh, Duterte had no political party with national uh, scope. So we had to organize NGOs and people's organization to support. Uh, we did that because we saw in him the, the character that would uh, institute change as president. And uh, we were <clears throat> captured by uh, his, uh, his strong character and uh, his promises, which was supposed to be a commitment in um, changing our constitution into a federal form of government, stopping corruption, stopping criminality, dismantling the uh, monopoly in our economy, uh, professionalizing the Philippine National Police so that our police officers would become finally the protector the, of, of the people and dismantle the syndicates that exist in Kamkrami. And as we have seen in, during the last four years, based on the promises that we made to the people, after five years, we have not seen the change or changes that we have anticipated that uh, President Duterte would uh, institute. For example, corruption has remained unmitigated. The political dynasties have never been touched. You see, political dynasty is uh, the major stumbling block of our political and economic development because without banning political dynasties, we are allowing a few families to control political power in every local areas. That has not been changed. The promise to stop corruption was also not uh, changed. And because of this, as early as 19, uh, as early as 2017 and 2018, we thought that a change, even with a strong president like Duterte, would not happen under the present situation because there are so many structural stumbling blocks that even if President Duterte would want to institute, he cannot because his hands are tied. And therefore, a revolutionary government has to be instituted. A change in the, in the constitution has to be made in order to establish a, a federal form of government. And because of that, we formed the People's National Council for Revolutionary Government, uh, Constitutional Change and Federalism. And among them, we had a, a program of government that uh, we submitted to the president uh, on October 20, 2020, which later on was responded by the president through an invitation by uh, Senator Bongo and uh, 
Executive Secretary Major Aldea, and we had a discussion. Presented to the President is our 10-point program. Number one is to finalize the draft federal constitution. See, there are three draft constitutions. Um, one among them, and the most prominent, is the one that was uh, crafted by the Committee of uh, Former Chief Justice uh, Reynato Puno. We wanted to finalize that constitution within six months. After that, we could go on to the next. And in that constitution, which is number two in our 10-point program, is to dismantle political dynasty and prohibit family members in government up to the third degree of affinity and consanguinity in order to provide equal opportunity in public service. You see, under federalism, you will strengthen the powers of the local government. But without banning political dynasty, you will only strengthen the corruption in those local areas because we have family members running every city and municipality with a member of their families representing their district in the Congress. And so therefore, we need to have this political dynasty prohibition in the new constitution in order to uh, give opportunity to those who have the sincerity, the talent, and uh, the capacity to serve the people genuinely with honesty and integrity. Number three in our position is to democratize the economy, dismantle the monopoly, and legislate antitrust laws to level the playing field, provide equal opportunity in business to pursue equitable distribution of wealth, social justice, and to achieve economic freedom. Number four, <clears throat> we need to stop corruption by conducting a speedy resolution of all pending cases in the office of the Ombudsman within 180 days. You see, we have to have a, a, a timeline in resolving a case. It should not be forever. 180 days from the date of an executive order issued for this purpose. Expand the office of the Ombudsman to every province. Each provincial office of the Ombudsman shall hence be given 90 days to resolve the cases of graft and corruption from the date of filing, dismiss those without merit, and file those with evidence and established probable cause before an expanded Sandigam Bayan. You see, our experience in filing cases against uh, corrupt officials is that the Ombudsman alone would spend about three to five years of preliminary investigation. They park the cases in their offices in exchange of money. You know, for every for every case that you find, and when, when it is a, a tight case, uh, for example, that is backed up by a uh, uh, evidence and a co-audit report, 
an accused government official would usually pay the office of the ombudsman a parking fee in order that uh, that uh, the case filed would not be resolved. And after three to five years later on, they would file invoking the Maceda law uh, for a, uh, a speedy resolution or denial of a uh, of the right to have a, uh, a speed resolution of their cases. So, lumalabas in the end sila pa yung argabyado. When, in truth and in fact, they are paying the office of the Ombudsman in order to delay the resolution of the case. That is why we have to put a timeline in the resolution of cases. Just like in the Department of Justice, when the prosecutor receives a complaint, he has only 90 days to file or dismiss that case. We must put that provision in our law in order that uh, cases will have a timeline in its resolution and also expand the office of the Ombudsman to every province. Uh, next to that is also the expansion of the Sandigambayan. You see, right now, the Sandigambayan is being clogged by thousands of cases unresolved including the cases that we filed during the Korea administration when we were first assigned in the Presidential Commission on Good Government, we sequestered ill-gotten wealth of the Marcoses and his cronies. Hanggang ngayon, yung mga kaso na na-file namin ay binibistahan pa sa Sandigambayan and as you can see from time to time in the newspapers, binidismiss nila pa isa-isa yan. And including the cases that we have filed against uh, government officials after Cory Aquino administration. So, gusto natin, the Sandigambayan has to be expanded. There has to be a Sandigambayan in every region so that cases will also be decided in six months period. In other words, kung talagang seryoso tayo na magpakulong ng mga magnanako sa gobyerno, we need to send to prison corrupt government officials within 12 months period. If the government or if the administration was serious, they should have uh, crafted an infrastructure of catching the thieves in government by uh, expanding the offices of the Ombudsman and the Sandigambayan in every region and putting a timeline, and that should be in the Constitution. Number five is that the institution of the Nakao Nayaman Recovery Program. You see, hindi natin kailangan mangutang kung mga ninakaw lamang ng mga government officials ay mababawi natin. There has to be an immediate confiscation of ill-gotten wealth from the government officials who have been who have built their assets and their wealth uh, through illegitimate means. The problem with the, our presidential commission on good government during the time of Cory Aquino was that we sequestered the. Uh, ill-gotten wealth and then uh, we were 
given so much time to to prove that they were ill-gotten and then in the end nagkakaroon ng ariglohan so this time we do not want a sequestration of ill-gotten wealth we want an immediate and automatic confiscation of ill-gotten wealth if those wealth are not uh, acquired legitimately and legally it's up now to the accused government officials to prove that they have honestly earned those pagka nakumpiskate ang gobyerno it does not mean that it is already owned by the government it is just there so the government officials who are accused of corruption should file a claim and prove that they have honestly earned that uh, money that is the only time that the government or revolutionary government would return if they were honestly earned uh, another uh, important uh, part of the program that we have submitted to the, to the president is his promise to stop criminality by professionalizing and strengthening the Philippine National Police under the supervision and control of the new National Police Commission. You see, ang problema natin sa criminality, crime cannot be stopped because the police officers are themselves criminals. When they commit crime, you know, crime can be committed in many other ways. It can be actively committed. It can be possibly committed. You can actually commit a crime by, by just doing nothing. By just turning your eyes the other way while the distribution of uh, illegal drugs is happening in your area of responsibility. That is already a crime. Pag may mga accused police officers, Sino mag-iimbestiga? Internal affairs. Pagdating na internal affairs, sino mag-iimbestiga? National Police Commission. The National Police Commission are also governed by police officers or former police officers. So, we, we want to strengthen the National Police Commission in order to discipline police officers. And they should be composed, uh, the National Police Commission should be composed of uh, seasoned trial criminal lawyers and retired justices of the Supreme Court and the Court of Appeals so that they can always decide with impartiality and independence. Walang pakiusapan, walang mista-mista. Kung PMA to PMA ang nag-iimbestiga at saka yung nakakusa. Among themselves, inaareglo. That is why yung tiwala ng taong bayan sa pulis ay nawawala sapagkat wala tayong nakikitang pulis na nakukulong sa pangungurakot, sa protection ng droga, sa active participation in the distribution or illegal distribution of illegal drugs. Yung mga confiscated illegal drugs during the raids, they are not being turned over 100%. If, for example, 100 kilos of shabu is confiscated, they only turn over about 10 kilos of illegal drugs to the inventory. The rest is being recycled and redistributed to the to the market. 
using their own assets. Ganun ang nangyayari. That is why illegal drugs is present in every barangay. Pag siya sa isang barangay, sa isang bayan, sa isang syudad, merong merong uh, adik, merong pusher. Pag merong adik at pusher, merong drug lord. So, lahat yan ay hindi, hindi nabawasan. The proliferation of uh, illegal drugs continue up to this day. Wala, even here in Metro Manila. So, ang ibig sabihin, walang effective uh, police system na gumagana. That is why we want to, to reform the National Police Commission and it should be included in the law, in the fundamental law of the land. Yun po yung mga, yung mga basic na ipinaglalaban ng ating revolutionary government movement na kung pagbabasihan natin at ikukumpara from the 2016 election promises of the president when he said that he will solve this within three to six months, makikita natin that this administration is a failure based on the promises compared to his performance. That is why we had the most boring state of the nation address nitong nakaraang July 26 because among the litany of what he has declared, none of them answered the promises that he made during the 2016 uh, election. That is why for us, binibigyan pa rin natin siya ng pagkakataon to, to prove himself, remove all these tumbling blocks in his cabinet through the people, declare a revolutionary government with the help of those freedom-loving uh, officers in the PNP and the armed forces, And finally, isulong ang pagbabagong ito. Elections cannot change what has already been here. Talagang uh, uh, election, like what will happen in 2022 if there is no rego, will only perpetrate injustice, will only perpetrate oppression, will only deepen poverty among the Filipino people. Thank you at uh, maraming salamat na buhay. Thank you, um, Vice Mayor uh, Bobby Brillante. And uh, I totally agree of what you had mentioned regarding to, with regards to corruption. That's why I have a suggestion that for every one million na nakurap o nanakaw, one finger has to be cut. At pag sampung milyon na mahigit ang nanakaw, kotolan siya ng ulo. So and I uh, and thank you very much and uh, I I want to recognize John Mark Insag and uh, Stephanie Joy uh, in this group. So any reaction from uh, what uh, Bobby Brillante had mentioned? You may raise your hand if you have some uh, query or suggestion. So. You can have the floor. The floor. Magapo may tanong. Um, I am. Uh, I am willing to to answer any question. Yeah, for the time being, that uh, Doctor 
Albani was not yet here, although I, 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 I called up this morning, but he is not answering. So, kung may gusto kayo itanong kay Bobby, uh, you are open for uh, questioning. Ramilma, do you have some uh, question or query? Please unmute and say something. Wilma Manzanillo. Mike, do you have some query or question? Yeah. Mike Alona. I, wala po mo, wala mo, uh, only opinion po. Ah, okay. Mamilma, you're in the floor. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Uh, Mas madali siguro. Ano po? Uh, mas madali siguro i-impose yung mga forms of government like federalism, parliamentary, kung after the implementation of idealistic military takeover uh, with the participatory partnership of the national police and all people's organization. Ilang po. Eh, ayan lang po muna kasi very long story po ito. Mas maganda kung ganun. Oh? Okay, noted. And uh, that is the real intention of this group. That's why in order Hello? to avoid, in order to avoid uh, constitutional crisis, we have to adopt uh, 1899 constitution. Am I right, Babi? Pwede yun. Uh, you, yes, are just, you are just going to... Uh, kumbaga sa higante, gigisingin mo lamang yun. It's always there. We can, we can begin from that and uh, uh, later on craft a, uh, an ideal uh, constitution that will be the basis of our governance. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, the... The people, the people's leaders, should uh, should march to Malolos and uh, reconvene <laughs> the the Malolos Assembly and uh, proclaim the the awakening of the 1899 uh, Constitution. Yeah, I think you have did that before, but uh, now we have to do it again. In fact, uh, just uh, as a background, when we launched the uh, uh, People's Revolutionary Government Movement, we launched it in, in Malolos, Bulacan. That is where we started in uh, 2018. And it is on video that we, <clears throat> we marched from Metro Manila uh, all the way to the... Um, uh, Manolos, sa Baraswine Church, and right in front of the of the church, uh, hosted by uh, Governor, uh, uh, what's this, Alvarado, we we had a ceremonial uh, activity there, closing the book of the 1989 constitution and reopening 
the the new constitution. Can I have the floor, Mr. Speaker? Uh, okay, go ahead, Professor Hill. Uh, you said, uh, <clears throat> uh, Mr. Bobby Berdiante, you said that uh, you're still hoping that the president will uh, declare a revolutionary government. But all his uh, body language and all his pronouncements in the past uh, month, including his PDP <coughs> grab of the party, which was uh, originally founded by um, people like you and me who are activists. Um, and his uh, pronouncement that he's running for vice president, even if his uh, daughter is denying it. All these indications, all these indications are contraindications of your expectation. So why are you still expecting him to declare a revolutionary government at this late hour of his governance? That's my question. <clears throat> Actually, uh, we are not asking him to declare a revolutionary government because he has no right to declare a revolutionary government. It is the people who should declare a revolutionary government and offer him to lead based on the conditions that the revolutionary movement will, will uh, put and based on the uh, program of government. Because the, uh, President Duterte cannot uh, declare against himself. So it should be the people who should uh, march to Malacanang and uh, declare a revolutionary government and there uh, reveal the, the, the shadow government that is ready to, to govern upon the assistance of the armed forces of the Philippines and the Philippine National Police. So, ganun, ganun talaga. Uh, it is just uh, unfortunate that we are always hindered by the health protocols na nangingibabaw, nangingibabaw sa ngayon, right? For example, ngayon, we are already uh, being bothered by the impending uh, total lockdown beginning August 6 to August 30. Paulit-ulit na lamang ito eh. So, kung every month there is always a reason na mag-quarantine na mag-quarantine. So, something is very wrong in this administration. So, because if you cannot handle this crisis in three to six months, may problema. And uh, the president alone cannot address this one. He needs the, the, the assistance of the Filipino people to embolden him. Because it is the cabinet uh, or the people that surround the president that is weakening a strong president like Duterte. Uh, nakikita ko ngayon, the, the president is already insulated by, by those who are resisting the change that he promised. So he is already compromised. Wala na siya mga gawa. As a matter of fact, dapat siguro tayo, we should extract the president from Malacanang and bring him somewhere and ask him to govern uh, assisted by, the, by a new cabinet because he cannot govern with the existing cabinet that he has right now because all of them have the vested interest in order to, to, to preserve the status quo. 
Dito sila yung mayaman eh. Di ba? Uh, this pandemic alone is made, uh, has made some of the president's men billionaires overnight. Uh, dati nagsimula tayo sa face mask, nagsimula tayo sa face shield. Ngayon, vaccines, no? So, these are billions of pesos. At inuutang ito ng Filipino people na hanggang sa kaapu-apuhan natin ay babayaran natin just like what Marcos did. And this is the, the, the problem. If other countries were able to solve the pandemic in three to six months, why can't we? Kailangan lang talaga mamulat si Presidente and uh, we have to have more and more people is speaking out and telling him uh, maliho ang ginagawa ninyong pagpapalakad. Because first of all, we have a, a health crisis. At, at, at the top of the health crisis are retired military generals who know nothing about public health. Why can't he have doctors, public health officers, no? uh, summoning the Philippine Medical Association, Nursing Association, Lahat ng mga experts dito, dapat yun ang bumubuo ng ating IATF, hindi yung mga retarded generals who are trying to ingratiate themselves to the president. Wala silang alam sa, sa health crisis. Why are they governing this? Di ba? Uh, sir Bobby. Isobon natin dapat lahat ng nag-serve ng health as health secretaries, dapat isomo natin yan. Lahat ng heads ng mga medical and public uh, association, isomo natin yan. And there should be a summit on, on this one. At, at sila yung mag-lead. Let, let us send all these uh, all these military generals to retirement. Wala silang nagagawa. Saan ka nakakita ng pandemic? Magdadalawang taon na tayo dito nagka-quarantine. And it's crippling the economy. And the personal, no, even our lifestyle has been crippled. Our move, freedom of movement has been restricted because of this. E pwede ka naman maglakad na wala kang space shield, wala kang face mask. Hindi, wala, wala naman ako nakikitang namamatay o natutumbang tao dahil sa COVID. We do not even know whether this is imagined or real. So, may, may problema talaga. Uh, we need more and more people speaking out on this one. Ah, Sir Babe, ah, sa personal mong opinion, personal mong opinion, ano ang masasabi mo dito sa muto ng Republic of the Philippines sa Section uh, 40, uh, Republic Act uh, 81, uh, 8491, na ang muto natin ay makatao, makadyos, makakalikasan, makabayan. Ngunit sa nakikita natin, lahat na yan, kasama ang preambul ng konstitusyon, ay nabayulit ng mga nakaupo sa gobyerno. Ano ang uh, immediate action na sa iyon pananaw na dapat natin gawin? Ang pahayag nila talaga, mga tao, lahat yan, no? Pero sa totoo, ang ginagawa nila, puro makasarili. Ganun ang nangyayari dito. That's why we need more and more people's organization exposing this uh, and uh, speaking out we need to help the president kasi kawawa siya eh 
whether we like it or not, he is our president until June 30. We have to help him serve the country. But we need to, to extract the president from, uh, from the people who staging him in order to run the way he, he, they wanted uh, Duterte to run this government. And I am sure that if, if the president will be freed from these people, that is not the way uh, Duterte would like to govern. Okay, so any additional uh, suggestion from the group? <laughs> we need to revolutionize our uh, our moves. No, uh, it is just unfortunate, as I said, na meron tayong uh, pandemic. But again, siguro dapat labanan muna natin itong uh, restrictions uh, using the pandemic because this is. This is uh, crippling our uh, freedom of movement. And it is just so convenient uh, among uh, government officials to impose restrictions so that there is a limited activity, uh, including uh, limitations to criticize their irregularities in government and, and, and their incompetence. Okay. So well, I would like to continue my line of questioning. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Berliande, you talk about uh, actually abducting the president from the circle of friends of oligarchs that are controlling him in the palace. Mm -hmm. But that is precisely the point. Uh, the country is controlled by the oligarchs and they control the people around the president. And that's how they <clears throat> are able to make the president do what they want him to do. So you're talking about a force to do that to be able to do what you theoretically prescribe. Where will you get that force? How will you do it? And you also mentioned this uh, present uh, restrictions and physical movement. So uh, how can you operationalize what you said uh, in uh, practical terms? Or it is just it will just be considered a braggadocio, no? Something that you announce but uh, cannot be done. So what's the purpose in announcing it? That's my question. Kaya nga, uh, the, the, the only way to do that is that all, all uh, concerned citizens and leaders wanting change should uh, consolidate and convince our partners in the Philippine National Police and the Armed Forces of the Philippines to move, extract the president from Malacanang and put him in a place where he can freely govern the way he wanted to govern, as he promised during the 2016 election. And we need the, the, the people and uh, the armed forces protecting the people to do this. Uh, kung hihintayin natin yung, yung election ng 2022, uh, it will just be a perpetuation of what is happening today. So, kailangan talaga, no? And, uh, and uh, we cannot always uh, say na it, it's too late because it's going to be an election time. There is, na, there is no late in uh, pursuing change because the time to change is always the right time. Hindi yan namimili ng panahon. Kung kinakailangan ng pagbabago, ang pagbabago ay isu naisusulong yan at nangyayari sa tamang panahon. Well, uh, to continue with that line of uh, thinking, 
I understand that you were uh, coordinating with uh, some people in the MNLF and also some other leaders of uh, armed groups in the um, Mindanao area. And uh, are you uh, hopeful that these people are also as assertive as you and will pursue things like uh, what you're saying in cooperation with uh, uh, mm -hmm. like-minded military officers in the military? Are there some sort of coordination going on like that? And if, they, if it is so, then uh, of course you know that our military is ridden with factionalism and our military is also concerned about their own well-being once they expose themselves into such activities. So what is your assessment of that development? Our uh, problem with our friends in the military is that uh, they have been uh, vacillating and they are not as determined as, as we are because more than their love of country, uh, they, all they care about is the ranks and the retirement. Uh, the moment uh, a general has reached one star, his loyalty belongs to the star, no more, not to the people anymore. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> problem That's why even uh, the armed forces has to be reformed and they have to be um, reoriented. The love of country and the love of people that they are supposed to protect is not in their veins anymore, just like uh, the armed forces that we had in the past. So, iyan ang kailangan nating gawin din one because ang pagbabago naman it cannot be done overnight. For example, uh, we may not be able to to have a revolutionary government and the change that we want within this period or maybe within our lifetime, but the most important thing is uh, election or no election, tuloy-tuloy ang ating advocacy. And uh, our advocacy should be spread out, not only among the people, but also in people in government, especially in the, in the armed forces of the Philippines, yung kanilang talagang uh, tamang obligasyon as mandated by the Constitution uh, as the protector of the people. So we need to do this. Uh, if, if assuming that we are not able to do this under uh, President Duterte, maybe in another president, or maybe uh, the Filipino people themselves uh, realizing the failure after failure would finally rise and uh, do what we want uh, to do and uh, establish a people's revolutionary government to finally institute the change that we want. Given that uh, last statement that you made, uh, the people themselves arise, so what's wrong with, uh, theoretically, I'm just asking this question theoretically, what's wrong with siding with the NPA to overthrow this government and establish a revolutionary government? Pwede naman yan. Kaya lang, iba naman ang methodology kasi nila. So, we are both... Working for the benefit of uh, the people and their welfare, but uh, we are democratic process. Uh, we are democratic forces. We fight our uh, battle democratically, peacefully, and uh, non-violently. So, if 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 we win this struggle, it is really the desire of the people because we use the force of the people 
not through the barrel of the gun. Kaya doon tayo nagkakaiba because a, a political power that is achieved through the barrel of the gun will have the, the tendency to go dictatorial and we do not want that. We but want... The, uh, but the suggestion you earlier suggest, uh, suggested of uh, actually going to the palace, abducting the president, separating him from the oligarch influence cabinet, that is the uh, application of the barrel of the gun. Well, that, that, that is not uh, through a uh, violent revolution. I mean, we, we do not go to Malacanang and shoot. Uh, well, what do you do? The presidential guard will obstruct you. They will not let you get to the president. So what can you do? You have your force to go in there. That the is the, guard says, no, you cannot enter. So what happens? That is the, the problem of our military partners to strategize how they can uh, neutralize the stumbling blocks. So now yeah. you see you're talking about military uh, groups fighting other military groups. So that yes. is still the barrel of the gun competing with each other. Just like uh, what we did uh, in 1986. You know, but, but prominently, the people should play here, uh, not, not just the military. The military should uh, be able to make sure that uh, wanton violence is not being committed. It's just in support of the people. See, uh, the military alone cannot do this. It has to be the people themselves. In if you allow the military to do this, it's going to be violent. You cited 1986. In 1986, it was a coup d'etat launched by the group of really and the RAM forces, which initiated the process. And uh, later on, uh, call it what you may, in effect, Cardinal Sin hijacked the Kudita and turned it into a people power revolt. It was not the people leading, it was the group of Enrile and Ram leading that led to the crisis of uh, Camp Krame and then the calling out of uh, Cardinal Sin people to protect the group of Enrile, later on joined by Ramos. It was, Ramos was not the initiator, Ramos was not part of the initial effort of the coup. Ramos just rided on after the fact. So uh, I'm telling you, it was the force of arms which started 1986. This history about people power is a false history. It's a lie. The actual thing that precipitated it is the action of Enrile and the RAM forces. That's but uh, you see, the Enrile the group, which was composed of 200 soldiers alone, would not have uh, the 1986 uh, had happened. It was the people themselves who actually saved these 200 uh, uh, soldiers in Camp Aguinaldo. Kaya, kaya nga tinawag natin yung people power because hindi naman sila yung nanaigi. Without the yeah. flooding of people in EDSA, uh, Enrile, Ramos, and company would have been annihilated by, by the loyalists of Marcoses. Kaya, no. importante pa rin dito talaga yung taong bayan. So you say, you say it was the people who allowed Cory to declare a revolutionary government. I say that it was the abduction of the Americans of Marcos from Malacanang, kidnapping him and bringing him to Hawaii which allowed Cory to declare a revolutionary government. 
Yes. Because if, uh, if if Marcos was were in Pauai, would Corey and his and her group have the nerve to declare revolutionary government? Remember the forces that was just there capitulating to people power were not the full force that the uh, president legitimate as he was at that point. Marcos can command from Pauai. The Mindanao command, the Visayas command were not part of the effort in that uh, thing. Only one group, I think, from the Visayas, uh, paratroops went to uh, the central area. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this now in hindsight because I was a participant of that effort. We were participants. We were uh, the groups abroad lobbying for American uh, stop of support for the Marcos uh, regime at the time. But these facts of history are now coming to light. And it is uh, this 1987 constitution is being exposed as an American-sponsored constitution. And this also happened again in 1989, where in this uh, American uh, group again intervened to protect Tory, and even Louis Beltran said that uh, he was he was hiding under the bed because actually the Philippine Air Force already was bombing Malacanang. The group of Lieutenant uh, Negro, Lieutenant Commandador, was all, uh, Lieutenant General Commandador, was already bombing Malacanang, and then the uh, acting president Dan Quayle authorized an overflight from uh, um, Clark and uh, actually dissuaded and uh, neutralized the Air Force <coughs> bombing Malacanya. So the situation is like that. And then on top of this, this 1987 constitution has been breached by this uh, government itself, by the people that took over after uh, uh, Marcos. Uh, the the, the uh, creation of the consignation <coughs> doctrine of Hilario Davide. That is uh, the thing that first broke the constitution. Then this uh, non-recognition uh, of this uh, landlord and dynasty, as you have said, written uh, Congress uh, to refuse to uh, do a political enablement law for the political dynasty, anti-political dynasty provisions of this constitution exist. So things that are in the constitution, they do not do. Things that are not in the constitution, this group of elites of oligarchs uh, do, like the uh, process of uh, having this constructive resignation. Then uh, things like the medical protocol law, which is the medical emergency stuff that they're invoking, police powers beyond six months, that is not in the constitution. They do it. And then this thing that is in the constitution called Articulo 12, where the president to take over public utilities to free the people and mitigate their suffering because of this particular COVID, they are not doing. So this is a government of men and women, not the government of law. So this thing is already something that we are talking about all the time, but we do not have the physical force to uh, police these abuses, misuse and non-use of this constitution. This 1987 constitution has been relegated to a piece of toilet paper that is only followed when the powers that be wants to follow it and disregarded when it doesn't conform with their wishes. What do you say about that? Anyway, I'm saying we still need a political force, a military force to take over. We cannot just say, hey, Duterte, please do this thing because power is never relinquished uh, voluntarily. Power has to be taken. That is the that's the rule of history. You have to take power. You cannot you cannot wait for it to be given to you.
tama naman yun. Because it, it has to, but it, it has to be the people taking the power. It's not just a pure military operation because a, a pure military taking over is going to be problematic uh, in the end. Kaya nga, uh, kinakailangan, yung tao mismo ang nag-aalsa, yung, yung ating armed forces ay sumusuporta lamang being the protector of the people. Uh, when when the the military initiated it's a coup d'etat. It's not a it's not a, a people's revolution, and uh, we would have problem even even in uh, asking our friendly countries to recognize the the government. But a uh, a people achieved uh, people initiated a revolution uh, can easily be recognized by other governments. To, to function as a sovereign uh, government. Kaya kinakailangan natin uh, yun, yung tao because the military can only support. It is the people themselves who should organize and uh, and uh, move. We, we cannot ask the military to move for us because if I were the military, I would not do that because uh, this is... Uh, This is governance that we are talking about, hindi naman gera. So, ganun talaga ang dapat uh, mangyari. Ang taong bayan ang dapat magdidikta kung, anong, uh, kung ano ang dapat uh, gawin. It is just uh, unfortunate na yung situation ngayon is not conducive to, to even organize uh, assemblies. Uh, dahil dito sa mga nangyayari kung ano-ano mga imbento ng uh, ng pandemic, di ba? Yung yung COVID-19 para ng kotse, iba ibang variant, di ba? May parang parang kung mga sa Toyota, merong Bios, merong Camry, merong uh, kung ano-anong uh, variant na naiisip. That is the reason why we are having this 1899 Congress. That's the reason why we invited you to talk with us so that to see what can be done together. Because in effect, this is the uh, parliament of the web. We cannot do it in the streets. We're doing it in the web. We are mobilizing as many people as we can through social media and through these uh, new digital technologies to be able to replicate or simulate the impact of a people power effort going out in the streets. This is the people power that we're trying to do right now. And you mentioned we need a, a discussion uh, participated by leaders who heads organization because uh, in the end uh, we are speaking here of numbers when when you move uh, mm-hmm. to convince the president to to allow a declaration of a revolutionary government the president has to be convinced that it is the people themselves who want that and not just anybody uh, and not one man not one leader not one organization can make this happen dapat everybody should make this happen so that we we can have a consolidated uh, organization uh, moving uh, based on uh, an agreed upon program of government na ready na talagang mag-take uh, over. In fact, as, uh, as of now, uh, we should be ready already with the shadow government uh, who, who would be ready to take over 
one department, one agency uh, after another so that there is no paralysis when that happens. Kaya, yeah. uh, as I said, what we're doing here is, is useful, but we can only influence people. Uh, what we need is to organize leaders who will uh, represent various sectors so that when they are uh, combined, we're sayan from all sectors na magsasabi sa presidente na ito na ang dapat nating gawin. At kung ayaw mo, kami na ang gagawa. Ganun lang. Uh, uh, but you need that people's force. Sir Babe, alam ko umiikot ka sa buong bansa. At uh, dahil ito sa 42,046 barangays all over the country, what will be your comment or suggestion kung halimbawa ay sa bawat barangay, sa bawat barangay ay may dalawang daan na pumirma to change the constitution. Dahil ang constitution 1987 hindi nagagalang ito ngayon. We have to adapt the 1899 constitution. What can you say about that? Meron kasing legal parameters yan eh. Uh, sa people's initiated uh, charter change, you need a certain percentage in every district. Yeah, 12%. We need 12% of the total uh, registered voters. But in order to establish the, and to prove that we have more than uh, 12%, If we have to adopt the 200 signatories for every barangay, I think that is more clearer than what was being provided by Article 17 of the Constitution. See, that is a very long process because uh, you have to submit that to the Commission on Election to verify and validate the, the signatures that you have submitted that they are really voters uh, <clears throat> and that uh, the signatures are uh, genuine. I think that is not the process of validating alone will take us years. Kaya we 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 did not uh, take that option. We did that option during the GMA period uh, when we had a Pirmanang uh, Bayan movement. We were able to gather all uh, signatures in all the districts required by law and submitted it to the Comelec, but. The Supreme Court struck it down, authored by uh, Tony Carpio, na sinabi nilang uh, unconstitutional yung, yung ginawa. And, and that alone stopped everything yung, at nasayang yung mga effort. No, eh, what I mean, what I mean is uh, we have to, we have to uh, establish uh, Article 2 uh, that sovereignty of the people, the sovereignty reside from the people and all government authority emanate from them. Now, why should we involve Comelec and other uh, government agencies if the people wants to change and reform the republic? Because eh, you are choosing the, no? you are choosing the, the charter change within the frame of the law. Eh. Uh, lugi tayo pagka sinunod natin yung naayon sa batas. Because yung batas ay uh, kakampi ng mga nagaharing uri. Uh, that is precisely meant to disarm people like us from, <laughs> from uh, pursuing uh, change. That's why, you have, kumbaga sa boxing, you have to get out of the ring 
In ah, order not to be regulated by them. And uh, a revolution is is the only option. Ang ibig ko sabihin, shadow lang, shadow lang ang uh, batas. Ngunit ang actual na mangyayari ay people power talaga. Shadow lang yon ng uh, Article 17 na yon. Pero ang gagawin natin ay talagang actual na people power na uh, marami ang tao na gusto palitan ng konstitusyon. If you're talking about uh, mobilizing 200 from barangays and bringing it to Metro Manila, possibly pa yon. In fact, 100 lang in every barangay, marami na yon. Plus Metro Manila crowd, we can already take uh, Malacanang. And the military will already be convinced to get out and uh, assist the Filipino people as, their protect, uh, as, as protector as mandated by the Constitution. Actually, may resolusyon na si, eh, ginawa si Atty. Posadas dyan, like si Atty. Magdamo, but, pero hindi pa natin na-finalize yun ang resolusyon na yun. Pero uh -huh. yun lang eh, sinasabi na kahit 50 lang sa bawat barangay, nagdagaan uh -huh. ng mga tao sa Metro Manila. Yeah. Na yun ang people power natin. Totoo yan. Uh, actually, our plan is not only Metro Manila, but uh, one, one big in Metro Manila, but uh, gathering in every uh, region so that it will be properly uh, distributed and coordinated. Hindi nila masasabi na kagaya ng 1986, edsa lang yan. Uh, this time, we have to do this in every region so that it becomes a nationwide uprising for change. Hmm. Professor Hill, any comment? When you talk about that and use the language called national uprising, we are now, uh, according to their law, which is uh, a law that they apply in a manner that now you see it, now you don't, we are flirting with sedition. <laughs> Just talking this way is already seditious to their definition. <laughs> yes, that's why we that's take correct. the risk. <laughs> That is why our group here talks about uh, what is to be done, and we usually are not able to uh, translate it into a how-to-be-done thing without uh, going into this borderline, a twilight zone of uh, what is uh, already invoking the power of the gun and just invoking the power of persuasion. That is the, that is the dilemma of groups like ours. However, I am unfazed by that because uh, up to this point, discussing things according to lawyers is just discussion, and we are discussing possibilities. So we have not yet actually operationalized uh, what uh, we want to do. Whatever we are operationalizing is uh, done outside of this discussion group. And so that is how we are able to continue with what we're doing and not to get censored by uh, the community standards of uh, whatever, Zoom or Facebook or whatever, that they will really impose because they are in the process of doing that all over the world. And our groups uh, and media like this are no exception. This is being covered. All of these are uh, recorded with a huge uh, super prey computer and they can just focus on anyone whenever they want to. That is how powerful the international oligarchy is. And the Philippine oligarchy is just a satellite group of this international oligarchy. These are the ones that control our financials, worldwide financials, talking about a reset of the financial world system. 
talking about a regulation of the population of the world. And that uh, even uh, raised uh, all of these conspiracy theories that they are out to depopulate the world with this COVID-19 uh, manufactured epidemic, things like that. So we are aware of these things, uh, conspiracy theory or no, there are powers that be that influence the process of resolving decisions. And right now, our leverage to uh, create our own leverage so that our, uh, create our own influence so that we can affect what we want to happen in governance is not yet there. As you said, we have to get organized. We have to talk to more people. We have to translate what they're talking about in our major dialects. We distribute natin sa mga talipapa. We distribute sa mga barberia. We distribute sa mga beauty parlor kasi mga chismoso, mga bakla para maikalat sa buong Pilipinas at malaman ng tao na itong ating posisyon. So, sa palagay ko, dapat siguro yan ang ginagawa ng PNC, ng grupo na ginagawa nyo, Mr. Berdiante. Yun ba ang nasa programa sa ngayon? Yeah, at the moment, yan ang uh, ginagawa natin. Uh, that's why we have assemblies all over. Uh, medyo nahinto lang tayo because of the health protocols. But we have uh, one scheduled uh, in uh, Metro Cebu and another one in uh, Marawi, uh, supposedly coming in the next few weeks. But uh, actually, ano pa to dapat eh, June pa to eh. Nadidelay palagi because the, the area na, na dapat pagdarausan ng ating uh, assembly, uh, nagkakaroon ng adverse uh, reaction to our uh, assembly, nagkakaroon ng uh, prohibitive protocols <laughs> to the point na we can only assemble up to a maximum of 50 persons. So, hindi naman tayo pwede sa ganun because usually our assembly is about three to 500 people uh, in every province. So, yun ang nagiging uh, problema natin. But uh, the, uh, we are uh, scheduling one big uh, assembly in, uh, in Mindanao. This is uh, going to be hosted by the MNLF. And uh, our decision is that to, to be able to, to do this the way we want it without restrictions, doon na namin gagawin yung assembly sa open field para hindi na kami manggagambala ng, ng mayor at ayaw namin gambalain kami ng mayor kung saan man yun uh, pagdarausan. And uh, the next assembly will be, as I said, hosted by the MNLF. It's going to be a full force uh, assembly uh, including their uh, military sectors participating in the in the activity. How does, maybe, group, how, does maybe, your group, how does your group relate to the group that is headed by Bishop Nilo Tayag, the Revolution Duterte para sa revolutionary government? Well, we are talking, uh, coordinating. Kaya lang, uh, we have different constituencies. Uh, <clears throat> uh, tayo naman, uh, ang uh, rev group movement natin is uh, must face tayo eh. And uh, we do not cater to politicians. So we do not ask barangay captains to organize or mayor to organize. We have people organizing uh, themselves an assembly. Even uh, 
at the objection of the mayors. Whether we are given a permit or not by a mayor, we pursue and we do our assembly. And uh, wala pa so far isang instance na pinakialaman kami uh, in order to break up our assembly. Uh, you also uh, publicized a certain, uh, I think a few months back, that you have met uh, on this topic, this revolutionary effort or revolutionary governance advocacy that you have with uh, Bongo and Secretary Medialdia. What happened in that meeting that you had with them? Yeah, uh, they wanted to know the contents of the of the letter to the president, which apparently did not reach the president uh, because uh, we course it through Secretary Salpanelo. And that, has, that is why during the meeting when I presented it, sabi ni Secretary Medialdia, oh, hindi namin nakita ito kaya hindi kami nakaka-respond. Uh, because nung Holy Week, uh, medyo <clears throat> nagsalita na ako ng hindi maganda. That is, that is why uh, uh, Senator Bongo called me up kung ano yung uh, ikinagagalit ko. And he requested for a meeting. Sabi ko, eh, this is April. Uh, Sumulat kami kay Presidente, October 20, tapos eh, hanggang ngayon wala pa kaming response. That's why we are already complaining. So he invited us to, he invited me to have a private meeting with the Executive Secretary. And I presented all this to one uh, uh, sinabi ko kanina. And uh, from that meeting, makikita ko na, Senator Bongo was very attentive, but uh, it was uh, Executive Secretary Medialdia who was saying na ginagawa na namin ito uh, sa ngayon. Uh, so, bakit pa natin, bakit pa tayo magre-rego? Baka masira si Presidente. Ang taas-taas ng kanyang rating. Uh, baka bumagsak pa ang rating. Which I negatively responded. Sabi ko, why are we more concerned about the popularity of the President? When it is changed that he has promised, whether the the opposition or uh, some critics approve it or not, it is the people clamoring for change, and it is his duty to to deliver his promise. Sabi ko ngayon, and none of the three or four uh, promises that he made is being uh, implemented. Uh, corruption is still happening. Illegal drugs is is still flooding the country. Uh, in every barangay, may may addict. So, and 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 daming mga unresolved uh, issues. So, what what uh, performance are we talking about here? Kaya hindi kami nagkasundo ni Secretary Medialdia in our discussion because uh, he 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 sees the administration as a success, and I see it as a failure. Based on what we have promised the people during the 2069, eh, 2016. Uh, lang naman eh. uh, when, when, when you establish a data for measuring performance, you will have to, to go back to the objectives, di ba? Uh, Na-stop pa ang corruption? Hindi. Na-stop pa ang illegal drug? Hindi. Uh, Na-stop pa ang criminality? Hindi. So, based on our judgment, there is no performance. 
Yes, now that the election season is with us, how will the movement that you lead cope with this? Right now, candidates for president are presenting themselves like Lacson and Soto, like the candidacy supposedly of Bongo and Duterte himself, and then the candidacy of perhaps Sara together with Gibo under the machinations of uh, the former president, uh, uh, Gloria Arroyo, things like that. And also with the present uh, tendency of Comelec, the Smartmatic syndicates to always cheat for the incumbent during elections and the presence of about uh, 10 to 12 million <clears throat> padded votes right now in the election registries. Uh, we are in for uh, a new process of manipulating the people's will and then manipulating the people's uh, relative uh, vulnerability to the election fever. So how will the movement of uh, the PNC, the Philippine uh, National Coalition for Constitutional Reform and RevGov, uh, cope with this? We, we, we just have to orient and expose to the people that this is going to be just like other elections. This is going to be another farcical election. So unless and until we have uh, reorganized the, the commission election and uh, guarantee that the will of the people will prevail, there should be no election to be to held because we're electing a fraud leader when you have a farcical election. Yeah, ele election is not is not a solution. <laughs> you you have. It's just like uh, preparing for a fight. You have to you have to agree on the rules. Both parties fighting should agree on the rules. At the present, there is uh, the, the rule is only in favor of those who are in power. Because how can, make, how can we make presidential candidates talk about what we are talking about? They will not talk about it because they want to use the same system. Uh, administration candidate or the opposition candidate, they, they wanted to, to to bribe Smartmatic so that Smartmatic will use in their favor, will operate in their favor. Both the opposition and the administration. That's why nga. Uh, although we, we have, uh, for example, one uh, prominent and popular uh, candidate, the most likable one, Still, deep in our heart, we can we cannot uh, really be convinced that this is a, a, a truly people chosen uh, uh, winner because we always have doubts on how the the Comelec, uh, run the election. <clears throat> yeah, of course, as a national, major pang probability of truthfulness. <laughs> Just like what happened to to President Duterte, but in the in the senatorial district, uh, congressmen and uh, local, ano, very doubtful. Palagi kung sino yung mga nanalo, di mo na alam kung sino nanalo yan. To uh, to win in a presidential election, you have to harvest uh, by hook or by crook about twenty million votes. Mm. If you if you overlay a one thousand per boat expense to get that harvest of one boat, you're talking about a total mobilized funds for an election for a president 
of uh, 20 billion uh, pesos. That is why, that is why when you have an oligarch-funded election campaign, you will have an oligarch-controlled presidency. That is the problem. So, wag ka nang umasa ng pagbabago sa susunod. Tapat lang talaga, tuloy-tuloy ang advocacy for a revolutionary government. Okay, Mr. Speaker, I end my interpolation, uh, and you can give the floor to somebody else. Yes, uh, I want to recognize John Mark Insag and the Iris Bliss. So, if you are still here, can you please uh, unmute and say something? John Mark Insag or Iris Bliss. So, I don't know if they are still here. Pongang uh, Bilyarama, do you want to say something? Or Enrico Merioles? I think uh, Congressman Bilyarama has unmuted himself already. I'm asking him to unmute. Or Mr. Merioles? Bilyarama, you recognize. Any reaction from what uh, was being discussed by uh, Bobby Brillante and uh, <laughs> Professor Hill Ramos? Well, uh, I just want to congratulate you on my dear brother. Taga-Busos Ulakap po yan. At uh, matagal nang lumalaban para sa katarungan, sa clean election, against corruption po. Uh, alam niyo po, at talagang... Radyo mo, radyo mo naka-on. Okay. That has been very. Teka, teka. Uh, kasing, uh, used to give us, uh, okay. Anyway, uh, uh, ang ating pong problema sa corruption, talagang napaka-tagal na po eh. At uh, ang uh, iba-iba solusyon na, na babasa natin, naririnig, ang uh, isa ko pong paboritong anti-corruption na uh, non-combative, yung pong I pay the bribe India. Kung pwede yung i-google, I pay the bribe India. Uh, NDO po ito sa India na ng mga matitinong negosyante. At meron po silang uh, na-invento uh, na platform kung saan lahat yung nanunuhol. Ikikwento kung saan siya saan magkano binay nila at uh, saan sila at anong 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 cost nung uh, bakit sila tinikita no hinuhuli ngayon uh, pagdating doon sa platform nabubura yung uh, telephone number nung nagsusumbong ngayon yung NGO na yon hindi nila hindi nila binubulgar yung mga yung mga korap kung hindi pinag-aaralan nila pag sabihin natin na doon sa isang uh, ahensya, eh may sapo, dalawang punay nagsusumbong, may red flag yan. So sasabihin nila, pag-aaralan nga natin, bakit pa may corruption, may dalawang sumbong na. So pag-aaralan nila yung sistema doon sa ahensya ngayon. Uh, kukuha sila ng mga system analyst, pag-aaralan nila yung mga steps, etc. And once nagkaroon na sila ng solusyon, 
Pupuntahan nila yung director ng ahensya. Nasabihin, boss, ah, marami na pong nagsusumbong dito. Baka pwede pong uh, pag-aralan natin uh, yung dahilan. So dahil mga big time businessmen ito, hindi maring hindi makinig itong uh, agency director. No? So ipapaliwanag nila yung present system that promotes corruption. And then, pakikita naman yung solusyon na nakikita nila na pinag-aralan nila na matagal. So ang uh, tendency, sumusurrender yung director at ginagamit yung bagong sistema nitong uh, nahanap nitong mga magagaling na mga negosyante. So walang hinihiya kasi dito nangyayari sa atin, tinatanggal lang natin para palitan naman ng mas korap. Di ba? O kaya sinisipa natin, dinidemanda natin. Eh, alam nyo, nung isang downtown, hindi pa tapos yung mga kaso hanggang Supreme Court yan eh. So we have to invent something na yung peaceful. No? Kasi uh, kung peaceful yan, yung kunwari, yung korap, pwede naman pakitaan na nung agency director na eto nangyayari. No? Sabi, eh, mukhang, ano, mukhang matindi yung ginagawa mo at uh, nakikita yung pagkakamali mo. Uh, pwede ka magbago o, o mag-resign ka na. Kung baga sa ano, kasi may pamilya lahat yung karap eh. Siyempre, ayaw naman natin idamay mga anak na nag-aaral. I, I mean, uh, kasi yung shame campaign, hindi din umaandar eh. <laughs> Dahil yung karap talagang uh, walang hiya eh. But if you are able to correct the system that promotes corruption, Uh, mahihinto na yan. Halimbawa, sa Subic, kay Dick Gordon. Nung binisita ko si Dick Gordon, nung bago pa lang siyang nakaupo, binigyan ako ng isang tourist guide. Maniwala kayo, hindi. Tatlong beses kami nahuli nung kanyang pulis. Kasi yung driver ko, hindi pa sanay dun sa yung, yung full stop. Di ba? Pag, kung sino nauna sa stoplight o sa stop signal, yun ang una makakaabante. Isa yun. Eh, Bago pa lang yung driver ko, at pati ako, hindi ko naman naiintindihan. Sa Amerika lang ka ako umaandar yan. Pangalawa, may pila sa grocery. Kumuha yung misis ko, so umu-overtake yung driver ko dahil kinakawayan ng asawa ko. Huli na naman kami. Yung pangatlo, ay yung uh, yellow line na diretso, bawal ang overtaking, di ba? Eh, ang bagal-bagal na nasarapan namin, in-overtake ka ng driver. Eh, kita-kita ng pulis. Tatlong ticket. Doon sa tatlong ticket na yon, yung aming tourist guide, kinaikwento doon sa pulis, boss, uh, kaklase po sa atin ni Chairman Gordon ito, bisita niya. Ang sagot ng pulis, ah, okay, sabi, mabuti naman. At uh, kaibigan pala ni Chairman Gordon. Tama-tama, pagbalik nyo sa opisina ni Chairman Gordon, doon sa harapan ng kanyang opisina, doon lang kayo magbabayad ng fine. Doon lang kayo magbabayad ng multa. So, ibig sabihin, hindi umandar yung palakasan doon. So, hanggang ngayon, buhay yung uh, sumusunod sa rules. Ang ibig ko sabihin, pag nahuhuli, titigil. Pero kung di natin pag-aaralan kung uh, ano, ang, ano yung bulok na sistema, hindi magagamot eh. Kasi kahit na sino ipapalit mo, gagamitin lang niya yung pamamaraan ng pagnanakaw. So, yun ang aking uh, solusyon dito sa corruption na katakot-takot ang nangyayari. Yun lang po. At uh, congratulations, kabayan. Yeah.
Thank you, Kong Bilyarama. And uh, I recognize uh, Attorney Melchor Magdamo. Uh, can you give us uh, some update? Attorney Magdamo, you are recognized. He's, he's, still, he's still connecting to audio. But uh, okay. by the way, uh, no, he's back. He's there now. Attorney Magdamo, you are recognized. Can you please update us? I Attorney think he's Magdamo. not yet uh, fully operational. How about uh, Apolinario Pasil or Rodi Lakap? Anything you can share? Iris List also is here and all that. And Iris but, List. Uh, Congressman Villarama, what is that uh, site that you mentioned, that group? Can you put it in the group chat so that everybody can have a copy of it? Kong Bilirama, you recognize? Please unmute. Yes, I'm just asking him to put it in the chat so that we have a record of the group he mentioned in India. No, Milchor Magdamo has also unmuted. Uh, Attorney Magdamo, can you please uh, unmute and say something? He's still muted again. Mute. Okay, now Hello. it's unmuted. Hello. 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 Mr. Bobby Brillante, he talked about the goals of the uh, PNC uh, and the uh, revolutionary governance advocacy that they have. And uh, his uh, main message is that we have to do it peacefully with the people actually leading the people power uh, uprising. And hopefully with that, the uh, military would uh, intervene and help us. Uh, very similar to the 1986 formula. So what do you think of that, Tony Magdama? Will that still work? Uh, will we still be able to do that before 2022 election? Attorney Magdama, you are recognized. Please unmute. He is unmuted. Uh, uh, he again was to mute. Okay, there he is. Uh, hopefully it can be done peacefully, but uh, <laughs> you can never tell. Uh, if there can be extrajudicial killing, there can also be extrajudicial dehibernation. <laughs> so you cannot stop the forces of history if it goes that way. Mm. Because uh, the problem requires surgery. I mean, um, uh, 1986 was uh, bloodless and. I don't know what happened. <laughs> look, look now at the fruits. <laughs> There's no, uh, if you can call it fruits at all. But uh, I don't know if, uh, if something, if a stronger uh, course of action is necessary, then uh, that's the way things goes. Okay, so uh, can you please update us 
based on the resolution uh, we are talking last time related to barangay level approach that uh, we need 50 signatures for every barangay can you uh, update us what happened uh, right now the, the hot item at that level is the one that is easy to explain to the people is uh, the one medical martial law at the moment no yeah. because uh, if, you, if you talk about uh, deep concepts like like what we're talking right now only few only those who who have educational background can understand can grasp it the importance of fundamental long-term solutions. But for those who lack educational background, they cannot seem to see the importance of the hibernation of uh, the 1899 Constitution. They don't seem to realize the importance of uh, looking long-term to the past to be able to accomplish long-term in the future. You must also look long-term in the past. But um, unfortunately, many look short-term in the future. That's why they also look short-term to the past. They cannot see, for example, they do not see how how much the oligarchs are in control. They, they don't seem to realize that. Uh, they don't see the problem about the voter database, which actually is a more, which is a, cheating is now in the database, no longer in, no longer just in the smartmatic machines, but the existence of ghost prisons is a bigger problem actually. You don't have you don't need a VCM, you don't need a vote counting machine if you have a ghost prison. So uh, uh, but in the meantime, to be able to get the numbers, uh, uh, that's why uh, we have to co coordinate with groups like the book groups of Bobby Brillante. We have to coordinate with them if 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 we have to I don't know. If we have to disseminate the information to a wider, wider range of audience to, to, to inform the people, we have to reach out to other groups. Uh, that's, how, that's how I see it. That's how I see it. Okay, so uh, can you a little bit uh, uh, say something about uh, padded voters list? What 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 is the immediate solution to that? Uh, can you please unmute Attorney Magdamo? Please unmute, please. Oh, okay. Okay, lang ba naririnig nyo may may carpentry na? May ingay, ah? Okay, okay, okay. Okay lang. Uh, 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 what was the question? Uh, Ako, da dahil doon dati ka sa Kumilik, Ano Opo. ang masabi mo at ano ang dapat na solusyon gagawin natin tungkol dyan sa padded voters list na yan? Ay, nako. Alam nyo kasi yung attention ngayon sa Smartmatic. Tama, Smartmatic din talaga ang gumagawa ng kalokohan na yun. Yung sa makina tayo nakatingin eh. Eh yung, alam mo ba, yung itong expose ni Professor Hill Ramos. Pag kami ghost prisons ka, like for example, no, sad to say, no? Halimbawa sa West Philippine Sea, May mga islands tayo doon, islands na hindi hindi mahirap puntahan yun, mahirap mag-audit doon. In those islands, maliliit lang population doon. And yet, they are able to produce, for example, there's an island there in Turtle Island near Mapun. They were able to produce 14,000 voters. Samantalang, hindi naman kasya yung 1,000 voters doon. And yet, you go there, you, you, you audit, how can you go there? 
tumawid ka lang, haharahan ka ng abosayat, dodukotin ka. And then, yung mga islands na yun, sasabihin nila, ah, nakuha na ng China yan. Wala na, pupuntahan. Dati, abosayat ang haharang sa'yo. Ngayon, China ang haharang sa'yo. Pero, pagdating sa election, ang daming tao naman dun. Na times 10 yung population. Nakakaboto mga yun. Kahit hindi ka magpadala ng smartmatic vote counting machine doon, idotoktor lang nila sa voter database here in Manila, palalabasin nila, there's a, there's a present over there. Papalalabasin nila, there are voters over there. Electronically, the, the voters exist electronically. They don't exist as a real person. They, they only exist electronically. Buboto mga yun. Walang makina, walang tao na doon sa island. Sige, punta ka doon sa, uh, sa West Philippines na kinuha na ng China. On election day, babalik sa Philippines yung, yung, yung islands na ninakaw sa atin ng China. On election day, May 9 next year, babalik sa Philippines yun for only one day. Pagdating ng May 10, the following day, balik na sa China yon. So, makakaboto yung mga islands na yun sa West Philippines just because of the ghost voters. So, Imagine na hindi ka nagpadala ng makina doon, hindi ka nagpadala ng tao ng komalik doon, hindi ka nagpadala ng kahit ano. And yet, nakaboto mga yan, nakaproduce ng so many numbers of, of votes. So that's the bigger problem. Hindi, you know. So as an, insider, as an insider noon, at uh, minyo nagkakagulo kayo tungkol dyan sa mga bagay na yan, ano ang immediate solusyon na naisip mo, na maishare mo sa grupo natin? Ang ginawa ko dati na sabi ko kasi uh, meron naman technology, satellite technology. I-ano mo, i-satellite images mo yung mga islands na yun. And then prove paano nagkasya yung number of voters sa, sa liit na yan. Paano nagkasya yan dyan? We coordinate with Namria National, ano? National Mapping something. National Mapping. Kasi meron silang access sa satellite images eh. And then ipakita mo, pakita mo sa Comelec or ano, sinabi ko sa mga awas insider, hindi at that time, sabi ko, paano, paano na nangyari yan? So, nag, buti naman pinagbigyan ako isang beses, yung isang island doon, na sabi ko, paano, paano nagkasya yan? Pumunta kami doon, pumunta kami doon. No? And na-prove namin, imposible eh, na-booking. Na, na no? But that was, kaya nagalit sa akin yung mafia. And, uh, kasi ano, how will that fit? No? Just use your common sense. Huh? You, you can measure, kasi sa, sa satellite images, you, you can measure the dimensions of an island. Eh. Paano yan nagkasya dyan? Fishing town lang yan. Iilang pamilya na lang doon. You, you can see sa, sa satellite images. Iilang bahay lang dyan. I-assume mo 100 persons per, per house. Sobra-sobra na yan. And yet, hindi pa rin, hindi pa rin yan naaabot sa number of, sa number of voters. Magkano eh, yung kanilang pinad doon sa ilang-ilang ilang botante yung pinad nila doon? Yung sa nabuking ko, 14,000, yung isang island doon sa Mapon Island. Ah, uh, sa satellite images, hindi kakasya ang 1,000 na tao. O kahit na 10,000 mo pa, hindi kakasya. And yet, nakaproduce sila ng 14,000 votes. So, sabi ko, eh, eh nako. Uh, so, after that, markada na ako ng mafia. So, uh, talagang pinakinitan na ako nun. But now, I think it's worse it. Dati, at least may hiya pa ng konti. Look now, look, look, at the, look at the vote padding now. It's by the millions na. At least dati, 100,000s lang. Ayan, by the millions na eh. So, that's the bigger problem actually. Uh, Doon nakakalusot itong chairman ngayon, si Abbas. Kasi he knows the terrain eh. 
uh, it doesn't have to be an island. It can be a highland. Yung, sa, yung mga bundok-bundok. Eh, wala naman pupunta doon. Who's willing to risk going there to audit? Eh? On your way there, aambusin ka na. So, yun, yun eh. Nandoon ang problema eh. Eh, sa West Philippines sila na lang nga. Kinuha na nga ng China yung island, ibabalik sa atin for only one day for, para makaboto yung island yan. Tapos, the following day, ibabalik ulit sa China. Tinuman mo yung kalakohan na yan kung walang iyan na yan. So, that's the problem eh. So, sasabihin natin, oh, well, maganda yung peaceful revolution. Maganda. Pero kung tinuman, kung ilawalang yata yan ng banya, peaceful, well, I, I don't know. No? Ako, I was, in, I was active in 1986 revolution. Nagtulak akong tangke, peaceful. Buti na lang, well, hindi, hindi nagkabarilan nun. Or else, wala. I'll not be here talking to you kung nagkabarilan nun. But, uh, peaceful. Ito, ginawalang niya tayo sa West Philippine Sea. I mean, uh, they'll, they'll get so many islands from us. Return it to us for only one day on May, on election day. Boboto yung islands doon. Tapos, babalik sa kanila after election day. Ano mo, gagohan eh. This, this is a bigger problem. I, I can foresee the bigger problems here in the in the ghost prisons. The bloated uh, voters, the electronic voters. This is a bigger problem. Because okay. you can do so many, you can do so much fraud if you have ghost prisons. You don't need machines. You only need the software. Ang nakikita kong solusyon doon, itong, itong kabataan natin, mag-register sila before September 30 so that the percentage of true of human voters who are truly humans will dilute the percentage of electronic voters. Dapat mag-register yung mga kabataan, those who are turning 18. Those who, who turned 18. The, uh, the, the information now that I have been gathering hmm. is that in between uh, 2016, which is the presidential election, to 2022, the uh, presidential election now, expected hmm. in uh, next year, oh. our population has grown only by 9.5 million. During that period, pinakamataas na yan, high estimate na yan. Hmm. However, the rough uh, data that is coming out of Comelec is that between 2016 and 2022, our registered voters has increased by 20 million. Oh, how, did that, how did that happen? That, that is a bigger problem and only few seem to be uh, talking about it. Out of the uh, 9.5 million uh, who are uh, new population increase, if you subject that to cohort analysis, age cohort analysis, hmm. only about uh, 5 million are qualified to register being 18 years old and above. Hmm. Not everybody who increased the population from uh, 2016 to 10, 2022 are immediate 18 years old. Hmm. Only uh, 5 million of that 9.5 million are uh, 18 years old and above and therefore qualified to register. Mm-hmm. Pero yung, yung uh, gross increase ngayon ng ating, uh, popula- ng ating registered voters from 2016 uh, to 2022 is uh, uh, supposedly 20 million. Hindi pa nilalabas ng COMELEC ang kanilang official registration figures kaya hindi ko pa may publish kasi ito, insider information pa lang itong natanggap ko. Mm-hmm. I have to look at their uh, published registered voters increase from 2016 to 20, 2022 
para i-publish ko itong ako na to, information na to. Kasi noong uh, 2019 elections, from 2016 to 2019, yung ating uh, population increase naman ay 4.5 million. Hmm. Tapos yung ating uh, increase in registered voters was 9.3 million. Doon sa 4.5 million na increase, only 2.7 million are qualified to register as 18 years old and above. So noong between uh, 2016 and 2019, nagpad sila ng mga 6.3 million. Okay, na ang estimate ko noong 2019, ang padded voters ay umabot ng high estimate, umabot sa 14.2 million ang padded voters sa COMELEC list ng 2019 elections. Last February, yung COMELEC nagtanggal ng uh, 7 million. Uh, bumalik ulit yung 600,000 after that or 700,000. So nagtanggal sila ng 6.3 million doon sa dati nilang listahan. Pero hmm. i-minus mo yung 6.3 million sa kanilang 12 million to uh, 14 million padded voters dati, nandiyan pa ang mga 7 million dati na. Ngayon, dinaligdagan pa nila. Based on preliminary figures, lampas na sila sa kota nila. Lampas na sa what is allowable based on population demographic ratios. Pero ito nang ang insider information na tanggap ko, 20 million na dinadagdag nila from the 2016 registered voters list. 20 million ang increase papuntang 2022. Kaya, nandyan na, sinasabi ni Atty. Malchal Magdama, nandyan na ang bala ng COMELEC. Nandiyan na ang bala ng Smartmatic. Kaya na nilang bayain ng buong eleksyon natin. Uh, walang problema. And they uh, usually kaya for the incumbent. Ang mga ang mga tatlong faction niya nandiyan sa buong pamilya. Hindi naman yan monolithic syndicate. Ang, ang paborito nilang pagbigyan ng daya ay ang mga incumbent. Kasi may pera na sila at pag may panalo nila sa daya nila yung incumbent, may protection pa sila. Hindi sila pwedeng maimbestigahan. So, ganyan ang kalagayan natin sa ating COMELEC. The rotten core of our elections, of our system, is right at the heart of our electoral process, the heart of our uh, method of choosing leaders. So, when your process of choosing leaders is corrupt, naturally, you produce corrupt leaders. When your process is garbage in, the result is garbage out. Yan, ganyan ang kalagayan ng bansa ngayon. Mr. Speaker, I end my comment. Thank okay, you. so uh, Mr. Bobby Brillantes, uh, narinig natin ang mga napag-usapan tungkol dyan sa padded voters. Uh, kung ikaw, uh, kung ito personal ko na tanong sa'yo, pero although before I was connected with the RDRG, but uh, ngayon ay sabi nila ay out na nila ako doon. So now what I am asking is, is there any possibility that we could declare a revolutionary government at palitan at panibago tayo gawa ng listahan ng kumilik bago magkaroon ng eleksyon? Ang ibig ko sabihin, bago mag-eleksyon ang 2022, no? dahil huli na itong lahat naman kung mag-revgob tayo ngayon, bago tayo mag-conduct ng eleksyon, palitan muna natin ang, ang mga listahan ng kumilik para makikita natin na ang daya ay maiwasan. So what can you say something about this revolutionary government intention of the people? And to change the constitution. 
Please unmute, please. Please okay. unmute your audio. You take up, you take up, Abby. You unmute, unmute yourself, Ayan. That is the, you know, that is uh, part of the agenda to invalidate all the voters' lists and conduct a new registration. Kasi dito mo lang malalaman kung sino yung mga totoo talagang uh, botante. And secondly, the, the COMELEC should really be an independent. Kasi right now, I cannot see independence at the COMELEC just by going around cities and municipalities. Tingnan din mo, silipin mo kung nasaan ang mga opisina ng election officers. They are housed by mayors. <laughs> Di ba? And, and uh, kung halimbawa merong mga uh, sampo o labilimang tao doon na nasa COMELEC, ang totoong COMELEC uh, employee doon, lima lang eh. Lahat ng mga nag-assist doon sa registration, tao ni mayor, pinahiram ni mayor. So, i sa registration pa lamang, wala ka nang uh, magawa. That is why, in order to provide uh, total independence of the COMELEC as a referee in electoral contest, you have to make them independent. Uh, provide them a, an, an office na hindi sila aasa sa local government at saka sa mga politiko. Oh, uh, just, just like the, no? just like the, the our judicial system, bakit po lang independent sa mga uh, ang ating judicial system sa mga lokalidad? They are being housed by mayors. Di ba? Wala namang, hindi naman nagtatayo ang, uh, ang Supreme Court ng uh, yung tinabing hukumang uh, building. Wala naman eh. Palagi silang squatter. Ang fiscal natin, squatter sa, sa mayor. Ang uh, judges, squatter. Naranasan ko yan when I was counselor and vice mayor. Lahat ang pinahil sa akin ni Binay na libel cases, kahit na basura, pinapahil ng fiscal. Paano? Nasa pero, mer meron kaming ordinansa supporting the, you know, the fiscals and the judges. Binibigyan namin yan ng additional allowances. Eh. You think they are uh, beholden to the, to the council that uh, created the budget? No, they are beholden to the mayors. So pag nagdimandahan ng mayor at saka yung kagaya kong konsyal, sigurado talo na ako. Ipinahil na agad ng... ng uh, ng uh, prosecutor yung kaso pagdating dun sa uh, sa US nagta-trial na kami no matter how unmeritorious the case may be convicted <laughs> sa, sa sa simpleng uh, libel case sinabi mo lang sa isang interview magnanakaw siya convicted ka na no ano sasabi uh, ang masakit pa niyan one time tinawag pa ako ng isang judge sabi ko konsyal pakiisa ka na I, I am rendering my decision already I-appeal mo na lang sa Court of Appeals. Imagine, yung huwi sasabihan ka ng gano'n. Nasaan dito ang hustisya? So again, yung mga sinasabi na independent uh, constitutional offices ng, ng ating constitution, hindi sila independent because they rely their existence and their operation uh, activities on the local government. Kaya dapat, yung COMELEC, primarily, kung talaga gusto natin maging independent yan, let us house them in an independent area that is not beholden to the local government uh, heads. I, I think we should start from uh, from that. Uh, and then yung mga qualifications ng mga nagiging commissioner, di ba? I mean, puro sila bata ng politiko. Dapat ang namimili dyan, mga justices ng Supreme Court. 
upon recommendation of the NGOs, mga civil society groups. So in your own expectation, can do you expect that we could declare a revolutionary government before filing of the candidacy by November? In your own? Anticipating the fraudulent result of a farcical election, we should already declare a revolutionary government. Even before the filing, dapat by September mangyari na ito. We must preempt the election because the election is going to be a perpetration of unjust system. Considering that we already declared the revolutionary government last June 12, ano kaya ang maganda nating gawin na ma-disseminate natin ng tunay sa mga mamamayan at makipagsabuatan sila sa atin para sa kabutihan ng mga uh, huling generasyon. Anong tingin mo maganda gawin natin? If, if there was a popularly made uh, declaration, that declaration should already be actualized. Dapat may nagmamarsa na tayo na sa karsada. Uh, una nating uh, gawin, siguro mga, kahit mga 10 to 20,000 lang, magmarsa tayo doon, Una nating gawin ay uh, sunugin natin yung ating mga face mask at saka face shield. No? Because that is actually restricting our freedom of movement. This is symbolic. Kung nung panahon ni Bonifacio, nagpunit sila ng sedula, ngayon ang punitin natin yung face mask because we are being governed in the guise of a pandemic. Uh, sabi nga kanina, merong, may nadinig ako, I don't know if it was uh, attorney Magdamo, we are uh, practically, by, by, by August 6, we will be practically under medical martial law, di ba? using uh, medical crisis to restrict our freedom. Papayag ba tayo dyan? Kaya nga, uh, we need to, to summon all freedom loving Filipinos, not only, not only, To assert our sovereign will and independence, but kailangan magkaisa tayo na reiterate yung declaration nyan. Lahat ng mga grupo magsama-sama na magassemble at i-assert natin talaga na na dapat na magkaroon tayo ng revolutionary government dahil. Limang taon na tayong umasa, walang nangyayari. Yung uh, pag-asa natin ay papanaw pagdating ng eleksyon sapagkat pagdating ng bagong presidente, puro pag-asa na naman ito. Eh walang nangyayari. So, election under the situation should not happen. Unang-una, assuming na totoo yung COMELEC at marunong kumilang, ano nga mga kampanya? Uh, Magkikreate lang na mataas na statistics na ng cases sa isang uh, syudad. Yung mayor, pwede nang magdeklara ng, ano, ng protocol na that is restrictive of the opposition and favorable to the incumbent. You cannot have an election like that uh, under that situation. Kaya nabanggit ko kanina ang uh, RA 8491 na ang penalties doon kung hindi mo gamitin ang moto natin ng mga tao, mga Diyos, mga bayan at saka mga 
Basta na-violate mo ang moto na yan, public censure ang abutin mo. Pero ang problema dyan na dapat tayong mga mamayan ang gumalaw, hindi yung uh, isang uh, grupo lamang. Kaya nga, dapat magkasundo kung ano gagawin. And then gawin, gawin ang lahat. Oo. Mm -hmm. Dahil kagaya nito sa mga rules and regulations na na-implement ng uh, IETF, eh, ito na, hindi na ito makatao, hindi makadyos, hindi maka... Ano to? Hindi makabayan. Kasi, last June 12, nag-rally kami, nag-declare kami ng revolutionary government sa Mindyula, bawal doon. So, binigyan lang kami ng 10 minutes. Kaya pumunta kami doon sa may Bustilios, another 10 minutes naman, sabi ng polis, bawal dito. So, pumunta kami ng Lunita, another 10 minutes naman doon. Nung matapos basa, sabi niya, muwi na kayo kasi na-violate na, na niyo yung protocol. So, yun ay talagang uh, napakaliwanag na violation ng Article 3 ng Constitution na pagtipon-tipon uh, para mapaabot sa pamahalaan, sa pamahalaan ang, uh, ang nilalaman ng mga reklamo ay pinagbabawal. So, kaya sabi ko nga na dapat uh, magbuo na tayo. Kahit uh, uh, 12% na lang ng mamamayan ang pumunta sa kalsada na walang takot. Kaya sabi ni Senator Lina nung uh, last Saturday, we need a revolutionary people who are even willing to die for the interest of the country and the people. Hindi yung sinabihan lang na may dalala na bumba ang may, may par may fire truck lang dumating, takbuhan na dahil takot na basa. <laughs> eh, wala na yung wala na yung quality ng mga tao na kagaya natin eh. Uh, even the, the young of the, the young of today, today are not as uh, brave as we were in the 70s. Uh, kaya naman namamayani yung mga polis na iniis uh, eh pinapatupad nila yung unreasonable protocols is because we, we do, you, you, you do not have the numbers on the streets. But if you have the numbers to overpower them, eh, ano yan? Ang problema kasi, we have, we have several organizations. One organization doing this, the other doing that. Hindi nagko-coordinate. Uh, we have our assemblies In, in every province, naiputa namin ang lahat. It is just a matter of uh, consolidating these uh, forces and bringing them to Metro Manila. And then one uh, organization, like yung kay, uh, kay, kay Nilo Tayag, would, would be moving on his own, tapos magdideklara. Hindi pwede yung ganun eh. Uh, natatawaran ang ating kapasidad. But, but kung lahat ng leader ng revolutionary government uupo, at uh, magkakasundo, uh, let us say, one, one organization can bring 10,000 na lang. Usap po, organization tayo. Meron tayo 100,000. Kaya ba tayo pigilin ng, uh, ng uh, polis? Uh, that is the way to, to do it. As I said, no one man can do this. No leader can, alone can do this. No organi one organization can do this. Everybody has to do this. Kailangan magsama-sama. Uh, sa isang uh, pagkilos. Yung, yung mga personal agenda natin, saka na pag-usapan yan, manalo na muna tayo. 
Yun ang importante. Let us uh, march together and uh, go to Malacanang, uh, get the president out of Malacanang and put him into one uh, office where he can govern the way the Revolutionary Council would like him to govern. And uh, ganon. Fire all the department uh, secretaries, yung kanya mga cabinet na mga incompetent and corrupt. And install uh, revolutionary cabinet or ministers uh, to to assist him. Six months time, ang dami natin magagawa. Yeah. Actually, so, in three months time, nakapag-plebiscite uh, na tayo kung, kung kailangan. There, there, meron na tayo isang uh, prominent version ng constitution, konting revision na lamang. Diba? So, na lang naman natin doon yung strengthening the provision on political uh, against political dynasties at saka yung uh, economic patrimony provision. So why can't we try again? Although na again publish nila sa Facebook na tiwalag daw ako dahil uh, I get involved in the shadow government. But uh, uh, patahiya na lang, nakausapin ko ulit sila na we have to group among ourselves. Sino nagtiwalag sa iyo? Si Bishop Nilo Tayag. Ginsulat niya sa Facebook na tiwalag ako doon sa sa kanyang uh, sinulat na tiwalag daw ako dahil uh, nag-uusap kami ni Hel uh, Ramos uh, nagsalita I mean, si Bishop Nilo Tayag ni on ko ang cellphone para iparinig kay Hel Ramos. So sumagot sila na hindi pwede yan, na ang revolutionary government ay ipaparinig ipa, uh, sa iba. But what I am thinking is we are all Filipinos. So, let's unite together in order to attain success. Hindi yung personal ang mag-iral. Pero, naano ko naman na nag-message si Bishop Tayag sa akin na pero hindi ko na pahalagahan muna dahil tiwalag daw ako. So, but because I now I talk to you, at nang pumunta ako doon sa opisina niyo sa Makati, nakausap ko si Glenn, uh, si John Song. Sabi niya, well, nakausap ko si Bobby, wala namang problema. Nakausap ko rin si Mamunjong, wala namang problema. So I expect that ang June 12 na yon ay success. Pero nakikita ko naman na sana kung, kung, kung pinayagan lang na mag-unite, mag-ipon-ipon ang mga tao, Maganda sana. Ang problema lang, kung wala pa si Captain Ray, hindi pa kami napayagan magpunta doon sa Bustilios at sa hindi, hindi, hindi nga namin alam na magdideklara. This is the problem nga eh. One acting uh, on its own. Dapat nag-uusap-usap ko na mag-coordinate para kung ano man yung uh, malilit na bagay eh, na pag-uusapan. Okay, so dahil narinig ko sa iyo yan, I will try to connect with Tashpos Kasanag. At Tashpos Kasanag, siguro kasama rin kayo na John Chong, di ba? Oo. So, I will ask John Chong to reunite the group nang makamit natin ang tagumpay. If we have, let's say, five major organization, it's producing 20,000 people with 100,000. Hindi tayo kaya buwagin ng polis. Tayo magpapaalis ng polis sa karsada. At saka pagka tayo nag-organize, nagtayo tayo ng tablado, hindi tayo mapayang nagigipain nila yung tablado. Hindi tayo pwede paalisin sa karsada. Ang karsada, pag-aari ng taong bayan, 
hindi sa kanila. Kaya natatawa ako nung giniba doon sa Memendula ang uh, rally nung ang uh, stage nung uh, 21, 22, February. So, diro mo, nung ginatayo ang uh, stage, walang nagsabi na huwag nyo itayo. Nung maitayo na, nang damihan ng tao, pinag-iba. Anong klaseng ako meron tayo dito? Kaya nga, hindi ka dapat nagtatayo ng entablado. Dapat mobile. Yan nga. Dalawang truck lang naman na pagdudugtungin mo yan, tapos may sound system, mobile yun. Hmm. Para hindi ka nakafix sa isang lugar. Mo caravan sa trucks. Oh, yeah. Oo. Oh. Or motorcycle riders, trucks, oh, cars, caravan. Oh, oh. okay. Pagdugtungin oh. mo lang yung dalawang dalawang uh, six-wheeler na magkatalikod, entablado na yun eh. Okay, so I will do my Wala best. Wala pang gastos masyado. I will do my best to reunite all the group and uh, lift up the 1899 Constitution. Dahil magkaroon ng constitutional crisis kung wala tayong constitution. So sabi nila, constitutional crisis. Paano mag-constitutional crisis dahil may 1899 Constitution tayo sunod-sunod? Now, kung ano man ang mga bagay-bagay na kulang doon, nilagdagan, i-amen natin ang 1899 Constitution at kung ano ayaw mo doon, ibawasan, yun ang ina-explain ko nung sinabi nila, tiwalag ko. So ngayon, dahil uh, na-publicize na ito, ang pagkatiwalag ko, I will try again. Kahit tiwalag ako, but I will do all my best to unite all the Filipinos para gumanda naman ang kinabukasan ng ating mga kapuapuhan. Magbilang ka lang ang ilang organisasyon, yung mga heads niyan, uh, magkaroon lang ng uh, isang uh, meeting muna. If we are able to get uh, an understanding, siguro pwede na tayong magplano. Okay. Hindi natin kailangan ng isang milyon sa karsada ngayon uh, under the situation. Meron kang 100,000. Eh, eh, hindi na nila mapipigil yan. At saka panindigan natin. Kung uh, bubuwagin tayo, buwagin nila tayo. Kung kailangan saktan tayo, saktan tayo. Walang, uh, we have nothing to lose. Diba? Mas maganda nga pagpapapaluin tayo eh. The moment they do that, panalo na tayo. Diba? Okay, so dahil ang oras natin ay uh, kaunti na lang natitira, may we hear from Apolinario, Iris, John, o kung ano man ang madagdag niyo doon sa mga narinig ninyo. Apolinario? Apolinario Pasil. Iris, please, and June Mark Insag. Yes. Wala, wala silang, hindi sila nag-unmute. Okay. I'm trying to unmute any of them. Wala, so, wala. Uh, Professor Hill, uh, I'll return to you the, the power bestowed in me and ikaw na ang mag-suspend. <laughs> yes, uh, thank you for, uh, let's give uh, our speaker, uh, Bobby Brillante, a warm hand of applause and uh, appreciation of his uh, addressing us and being forthright. Thank you, thank you. About, uh, what uh, he Lama. wants to do for the country. We are, sabi uh, nga we are a uh, diminishing generation of the 70s, no? Wala na tayo halos. But we have to infect the younger people with the courage that was there during that spirit of uh, revolt and uh, <clears throat> assertion of uh, national purpose. Pero sa ngayon, uh, in the 
on the road to that kind of consensus and physical uh, expression of uh, our desire for new governance, new revolutionary governance. We have this uh, link that we are having every Saturday, this plenary of the 1899 Congress and the shadow government groups that we have organized in Facebook and in the web and in YouTube to be able to uh, fill the void that is being deprived of us because we could not physically assemble together on our own under this COVID-19 circumstances. But what we have to do is to persist like water. We should be like water. We will pursue all the avenues through which we can flow until we can reunite into uh, a huge ocean of ideas which will uh, topple the uh, establishment that we are running against in a big tsunami of effort. So we have to do that. We have to continue and uh, hearing people like Bobby, we have to talk, as I've said, our Congress is open to everybody. If uh, Joma Sison accepts an invite, we would like to hear from him. If uh, the other groups like the MNLF are willing to come in and the MILF, we will also want to hear what they want. Even those who are present in the current Congress, if they want to talk to us, like Marcoleta or anybody else, we are welcome to hear their views. And uh, later on, if uh, they deign to uh, deal with us, we will invite these uh, people presenting themselves as uh, presidentials to talk with us if they want to. And then we can see where they want to bring the country and we can dialogue with them in a forthright and uh, clear manner. So uh, with those thoughts in mind and with the coming plenaries that will uh, be uh, uh, coming forward in the next uh, weeks up to the time that uh, we reach the birthday of, uh, of uh, Andres Bonifacio, we, we continue on. Our plenary sessions are framed by the two birthdays of two heroes that we have. We started last June 19, our plenaries were started at the time, the birthday of Dr. Rizal. And we will adjourn Sinidia for the time of 2021 at the birthday of, again, of uh, Bonifacio uh, to enjoy a December break. After in 2022, we convene again on January uh, 8, I think, the first Saturday of that month. And we continue on up to uh, May 28, uh, the time we're in. Uh, we will be uh, discussing things that may be happening at a time because at the time we will be uh, at the uh, very uh, center of the eye of the political election fever because that is also coinciding with the uh, presidential campaigns of those who are following this uh, political schedule of our elections. Although we would like to frustrate that, we would like to stop that if we want, but sometimes uh, this kind of things, because these are demanded by the ruling powers, the oligarchs that control our country, we have to use this dance and uh, insert our own discordant notes into the music that they want us to hear so that uh, we will disturb uh, them and let them think and attack their mental attitudes regarding these things that they are just ignoring when we try to talk about real change in the country. With those thoughts in mind, I would like to thank everybody who attended. And uh, if there are any last minute uh, messages you would like to give us, uh, you can also uh, say something.
I recognize uh, Giancarlo uh, because you still want to say something. Go ahead, Giancarlo. Uh, you can talk. Okay. Siguro no i-announce ko lang din na by vibrate din po ang CDCPH kung pwede join din kayo doon, Sir Hill. Mala siguro if I will have a phone pass with you, coordinate with you and Ms. Anquisha later tonight siguro para magkaroon din tayo ng discussion sa posibleng dapat siguro magkaroon din ng privilege speech sa CDCPH ukol dito and for all of us here Salamat po bayan, salamat po. Sama-sama tayo lahat sa pagbangon ng ating bayan. Thank you po. Okay, maraming salamat yan, Carlo. That is the spirit that we need and we shall continue proceeding with that. Uh, so uh, we can Professor, Go ahead, Ben. Professor Hill. Yes, go ahead. Bibigay ko ang number ko dyan. Pakibigay mo kay Bobby at... Uh, Kunan mo rin ako ng number niya para ma-contact ma ko siya kung ano ang result ng uh, usapan okay. sa kabilang mundo. Uh, Bobby Perdiante has a Facebook account and you can contact him there. He usually is on uh, up to late hours in the evening and early in the morning. I don't okay. think he speaks anymore. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Nagayari natin pala yes. Okay, maraming salamat. Maraming Maraming salamat din sa ating technical okay. person, okay, si so, Go ahead, uh, Ben. Uh, you want the last word? No, I no, welcome no. everybody again for the next I meeting no, on Saturday. No, no, no words to say. Uh, next Saturday, mm -hmm. we will be uh, meeting with the mother of Aaron, Attorney Aaron uh, Sugilon. His mother, Attorney Apollonia Sugilon, will address us. Attorney Sogilon, if she would have her wish, she would like to be president of the country and destroy everybody in just one fell swoop because he said it's, the entire system is corrupt. <laughs> so let's hear what she has to say to us in a privileged speech on uh, next Saturday. I think that is August 6th. Is that August 6th or August 7th? I'm not so sure. August 7th. August 7th. So she will be addressing us at that time. Maraming salamat din sa iyo, Melo Good, for guarding us against interrupters and uh, people as saboteurs who are trying to destroy our Congress every time we meet. Mukhang uh, narinig na nila tayo kasi gusto na nila tayong uh, guluhin. Eh. Uh, meron ng grupo na ginugulo na tayo, nagpinsusinamunga <laughs> na tayo, binibira na tayo. Eh, mabuti na lang, andyan si Melo Good, meron tayong uh, digital bodyguard, kinabantayan yung mga gustong pumasok na manggugulo sa atin. So maraming salamat sa inyo at saka kay Congressman Villarama rin. He keeps us grounded. We are so idealistic that Congressman Villarama has been in this for a long time. He knows every actor in the field. He knows the skeletons in the closet. He knows how things are actually done. And we concentrate on how things ought to be done. But then uh, Congressman Villarama tells us this is the way it was done. And this is the way it would most likely be done until we do something about it. And that is quite uh, a good input. And we always thank uh, Congressman Villarama for sharing her experience, his experiences with us in uh, the Philippine uh, political uh, uh, spectrum. Maraming salamat, uh, Congressman Villarama. We hope to be with you and you will be with us in the succeeding uh, plenary session of Congress. Welcome, thank po. You. Welcome. Salamat, uh, po. Maraming salamat. 
Maraming salamat. Super. Okay, and so we say goodbye to everyone until next Saturday. We'll see each okay. other again. Maraming salamat, Bobby, for being with us. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kabayan. <laughs> Thank you, Rin. Thank you. Bago magpaturok, magsaliksik, baka tumirik. <laughs> Bye-bye. Recording stopped.